It's Law Nation. As the room fill up, be sure to hit that like button, share this content, let a friend or a neighbor know where they want to go, where they want to tune in to Cowboy Sports Talk and beyond. The NFC Ace just keep winning. Cowboys, no room for error. Conversation that rules the nation, baby. Let's go. What's up, y'all? <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Cowboy Nation, the name is Law Nation, and we're going to talk about this. The, the, the Cowboys, we are in a unique spot. Now, finally, everyone in the NFC want to win, right? The Washington team winning. The Giants kind of got in the way a little bit, but we had to let them know who boss, right? We swept them, so they under the rug. And, of course, the Eagles, the crazy Philadelphia Eagles want to give everyone um, a, a shot at their best, right? So we're looking at this NFC East as a competitive one and the margins of error shortened real quick. There's really uh, no room for error and you got to take care of business when necessary, right? I think we got to play the Washington team one more time, right? And then we can pull out the brooms there. And when we face against the Philadelphia Eagles, we got to bring and make sure that we give them our best shot too, right? Uh, yes, they they won and zero against us for this year, right? We was down a man, <laughs> but uh, they they won fair and square, right? As people say. Uh, so the 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 whole situation. Shout out to you, Rev, for the for the first person over here with the super chat. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, Rev. Let me give you one of these. As the room fill up. As the room fill up, be sure to hit that like, share this content, and be aware we also on Apple TV and also Amazon TV. So to check it out, check out the Law Nation Sports app on Amazon. You will see us there, and I appreciate you guys. Uh, let's go, Law Nation. Yeah, so when we look at everything, uh, we, we have to come through on what we need to do, right, as a team, collectively. You know, always self-inventory. Uh, I, I do look back at an embarrassing loss that we had against the Green Bay Packers, right? And I look at it as a situation whereas that was the game they got away, right? That was the game that that you supposed to take care of business, right? The game. And now it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger on the wins that you supposed to take care of when you don't, right? But 
All is not lost because the Cowboys still got a shoe in for the playoff. It's just that the difficult role for the playoff makes it harder when everyone else is winning, right? But when you look back at the Cowboys when we were lifting up that Lombardi trophy, it always been when the NFC East was at its best, right? So make sure that you look back at games and you say to yourself, I what can we learn from there? But one thing that I did pull away from things is you learn more from your failure than your success, right? Y'all heard me say that before, right? What the truth? You can't handle the truth. Uh, some people can't handle the truth. Some people cannot handle those type of things. And one of the things that I look back at and I will say to everyone or anyone that's listening right now, we ain't talking about Dan Quinn anymore, right? After that game, we had the people's eyebrow weight raised up real tight. And we was looking at the coaching staff and their philosophy and how they handled certain things, right? And we were saying to ourselves, all right, cool. You know, hey, not even Dan Quinn becomes unscathed of the scrutiny, right? And then he all of a sudden said, all right, look, there was a players-only meeting. Michael Parsons and company had their individual talk of the NF, well, of the game, per se, and they kind of shored up loose ends. Uh, on the offensive side of the coin, we got to look back at it and say, all right, cool. The next game we played against the Minnesota Vikings, we put up 40 points, right? Let me give you all some of this right here. We put up 40 points. And on top of that, the defense, they held the opposing team to three points. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go. Let's go. You know, and, and yeah, yeah. Where my dogs at? You learn more from your failures than your success, right? And on a short week, the Cowboys played the mighty Giants, right? And... For the large hood of it, we were up 28 to 13 in the final seconds of that game. We're spiraling out of 40 seconds left in the game. They got a cheap score at the end, but we saw some hiccups. And then if you go back and watch the tape, Division of Foes, they always play each other rough, right? Not like the Giants were three and seven, right? They were seven and three as well. Gritty team that played with a lot of efforts down the stretch, and they was out a few guys, right? But this is any given Sunday. This is what football is all about. And they tried to give us our best or their best, and, and, and they still held the L. But we grade ourselves so harshly that some, some people, you look back at it, and if you was blind to the fact and you just only listen to what they say, you would you would feel like we lost that game. But, no, we won. We beat the Giants, by the way. <laughs> You know, so but what I'm trying to say is, is this right here, ladies and gentlemen, that we still saw some things that we need to improve on. On the defensive side of the coin, I think we did a remarkable job in these last two games of holding the opposition under 100 yards. Right. Where my where my where my where my buzzer at now. Right. We did a remarkable job of controlling T.O.P. for these last two games. 
you know, <laughs> we did a remarkable job of rallying, hitting, and chasing. So at this point, far as the necessary adjustments from Dan Quinn, you got to give him a round of applause too. You know, where where my round of applause button at? You know, where's it? Here go. Here we go. Appreciate everybody for jumping in. Thank those that's on the Facebook too. Thank you all so much. So where where should we go from here? I would say the flaws of this team, and, and and I know my PVO crew, just hold back a little bit because I got to give some objective analysis. I can't just say, hey, we're going to go undefeated from here, and there's nothing wrong with this team. It's all sunshines and rainbows, right? You know, I, I can't do that. <laughs> I got to give you guys some objective analysis, some analysis. Hear me out. The Some of the things that we need to work on still is that I still see teams targeting Anthony Brown. And if I'm a betting man, they are not going to shy away from that. They're going to continue, por favor, to target Anthony Brown, which rightfully so, right? If, he gonna, if he's going to allow yards, right, then you're going to attack said guy that allows said yards. And I'm not calling Anthony Brown trash, right? I, I'm not playing. I never played in a national football league. Somebody else can say that about Anthony Brown. But those are the facts that Anthony Brown is targeted. They picking on him, you know. They, it, it should be the anti-bullying association need to reach out to the NFL and say, hey, they, they picking on this man. The Anti-Bully Association need to say something about this. This is not fair, right? It's not fair. <laughs> Third down Brown. <laughs> yeah, so we here, here, here it is right here. Here it is right here. He is targeted. And let me see if I can pull it over so everybody can see. And bam, bam. Thank you, ma'am. When <clears throat> he is targeted. 74 times, first in the National Football League, right? And when you look at passer rating allowed is 98.3. Missed tackles, nine, you know, so he showed up that. But what helped him out far as receptions allowed, believe it or not, was when he had that stay off, right? So when he had that stay of being hurt or what have you, and I'm not wishing any ill will toward Anthony Brown, he, he has been solid for us. But – we can clearly see that he is the guy that teams tend to target. Now, before I go into more details about this, this could also mean... Bartag! What is your profession? This is Sparta! I love hitting that. Ah, you know, that Trayvon Diggs, they scared! You know, they ain't targeting Trayvon. They're like, you know... If I'm on, if I'm on, try to throw the ball and slang the ball around, it ain't gonna be on number seven side. Cause that seven means really pick six, <laughs> and then the Cowboys with the field goal kick opportunity. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna put seven on the board. So we ain't really, we ain't really picking on him, right? If we're gonna pick at the at Anthony Brown, and I just need for Anthony Brown. I wish. Let me go back here. I wish they would have had 74 targets towards Trayvon Diggs. I wish <laughs> I wish they had 74 targets towards Trayvon Diggs. I promise you that if you look back at it, 
You won't have a goose egg right there. You will not have a zero INT right there, right? You know, just even law of average is going to get into play, right? You know, sometimes you're going to continue to try to throw at the weak link, and then something will happen. But they tried it with Trayvon Diggs, and, and a lot of times they looked at it like, all right, cool. Last year, you know, this dude give up. They were listening in to the media. This dude gives up so many yards, most yards allowed. You ain't hearing that conversation this year, right? But they said, okay, we can pick at that area because he give up most yards allowed. And then it's picked off. <laughs> it's picked off. And that's just what happened. You get slapped around. You get used in the bills when you try to pick at Trayvon Diggs. Well, well, let me hear it say again. You get nothing. You get nothing. So my thing is uh, when we look at this defense and we try to say to ourselves, where can we improve at? Who <laughs> be on three side, right? And I'm not saying, look, y'all heard it from me. I'm not calling Anthony Brown trash, right? <laughs> Who knows? You may pick one off against the Colts. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he, may, he may be that dog this year, you know, against the Colts. But uh, I can tell you guys that that area of the field is only where uh, we have most reservations on. Uh far as the front, well, Jonathan Hankins, he was out this past game. Uh, we saw some step up of uh, Carlos Watkins. We saw him uh, step up. We saw uh, Big Bo do his thing a few times. Uh, any any guy that's in the interior, uh, to me personally, I don't have big reservations on at this point. Uh, we had a snafu on the edge there. Uh, guys uh, not playing disciplined football, not containing uh, outside of D-Law. And these last two games, they corrected that. Right. Anybody want to debate? They corrected that. Right. So uh, they did that on that side of the coin. Uh, the linebackers, from what I can tell you, they figure out the secret sauce. Let me play my conspiracy music, baby. You know, <laughs> they figure it out, baby. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to you, Sean Roberts. Shout out to you, Sam. That's on the Facebook. Shout out to you, John and Joe on the Facebook. And appreciate y'all. Uh, Ryan Ferguson, appreciate you. They figure it out. The Cowboys defense, and we're going to touch on the offense too in a few. What did they figure out, Law? Well, they did figure out this right here. Give Damone Clark 33 reps. Give him quality time. Give him spaces where he can get out there to make plays. Why, Law? Well, what if I told you in that Bears game he had like 40 snaps, right? Even though that was his first game thrown out to the Wolves, we saw some recognizable plays that he made impact on, right? Even running a, a, a play, he went 21 or 22 miles per hour, right? And then they said, you know what? We don't want to overwork and overutilize the rookie. They, the following week, when we played against Green Bay, like Pelican Bay, they gave that man nine snaps. He went from 40 to nine, right? Because they wanted to preserve. They didn't want to overutilize the kid. They said, hey, man, we want to make sure that this ain't no one-off thing, right? But we don't want to rush you coming back from that thing, man. You know, we're we going to set you out this game. 
Let me know that we win that game. <laughs> and then they reinserted him against the Minnesota game back up to 40 snaps, right? Did we win that game? Yes. And then they reinserted him back in this Giants game, and he had north of 40 snaps. Did we win that game, right? <laughs> so I'm not saying that Damone Clark is the end-all, be-all, but it's something about alignments and assignments. It's something about the young guy getting into the groove, right, and understanding, hey, this is where I need to be at. I come down and field. If I don't, this other guy got four side responsibilities. Bam, we make plays. Everybody have a, a happy Thanksgiving. So he's impressive, guys. And it may not show up visibly on the stat sheet. It may not. It may not ever show up until next season. He didn't play in anybody's training camp. He wasn't in anybody's preseason. They threw that kid out there without the life jacket and say, swim, brother, swim. Right? And, and the, dude, the dude been remarkable uh, outside of you, depending on how you look at uh, stat sheets or what have you. You can argue and say he was our leading tackler in this past game. You can argue the, the game before that he was our leading tackler, right? Those things goes pretty much supposedly unseen, but, but I get it. Nobody's walking around saying, hey, man, that's our leading tackler right there, dog. And it's where you get the tackles, too. It's not like he's chasing and pulling numbers from behind. No, this dude is meeting. He's beating his feet. He's shooting to the hole and gap. And then it also plays onto the mind of number 55. Oh, I got to feel. I see 33. I'm 55. I got to do the same. Right? So that's what I like about that. Uh, Joseph uh, says, uh, Anthony Barr about to get benched. <laughs> well, Wally Pip, right? Is that what they call Wally Pip when you when you got a guy when you was injured and the guy comes in behind you and he shows up and shows out and you don't get the job back. Uh, but I, I'm not foolish too. I think that Anthony Barr brings a lot to the table for his knowledge and wisdom of the game, and he can be a coach on the sideline and he can help. That's a very thinking man's game. The linebacker, the quarterback of the defense, by the way, and you want to be on par, right? with your, your contemporaries. You, you want to be able to call out and diagnose stuff. That's why it's so important that you never rotate your outside defensive backs, right? Because there's a certain vibe and the feel of the game that, okay, this receiver, when he runs a dig, he sells it this way. Oh, look at his stance. When he runs a post route, I can see the direction where he's looking. I can feel the way he sit down on the route. Or, it, it, look, playing defensive back, when wide receivers have a certain combination of routes that they really love, right? Sometimes they lean a little bit further, right? Sometimes their hands are a little bit higher than normal, right? So sometimes it is so much to come to play when, you, when you're talking about playing on the defensive side of the ball. <laughs> so much triggers and, and indications that you look at from the wide receiver. But if you rotated that person in and out, they would never pick that up. They would never pick up those tendencies. So that's why it's so important for them not to touch Bland, right? It's so important for them to keep Malik Hooker in the game. It's so important for Trayvon Diggs. If it is the starting wide receiver 
for him to follow him and, ch- and carry, then he need to do said such, right? So football is chess, not checkers, uh, okay? And let me get girl 69 up out of here. Let me bear with me while I do this. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Girl 69. You have been banished. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> you know, I can't stand those bots. A little disappointing in the first half, but workmanlike. And then the second half looked a little bit more like expected. And uh, I, But, I mean, I think they it was fine. They did what they absolutely had to do. There was not an equal distribution of talent on the field. The Giants had way too many people who were hurt, and that's why the uh, offensive sluggishness of the first half was a little disappointing, not because they were coming off what they did against Minnesota, because I I tried, I said it during the broadcast in Minnesota, and um, we may have talked about it the next day. In the NFL, last week and this week have never met. (laughs) <laughs> they have nothing to do with each other. So don't judge what happened last week uh, what, what, by what you think should happen next week. It's a different game. It's a different environment. It's a different mentality. So the fact that they uh, had some problems with the Giants that they didn't have with the Vikings, even though the Vikings are a better team than the Giants, that, that didn't really concern me. You just don't want to let a team that you're better than hang around because anything, as we're seeing, anything can happen in these games. No doubt, man. The NFL is a weird, weird one. Uh, it's a strange lady, as Brian Broaddus would say. And this is the mighty Brad Sham. You don't want to allow a team that you are better than hang around. You got to go ahead and stomp them out. And to uh, what Brad Sham is talking about, keep in mind, it's not like this was our first visit with the Giants, right? We played the Giants earlier that season, and maybe they picked up a few tendencies that the Cowboys collectively like to do. So uh, sometimes people got to have that in the back of their minds, right? But when you play the team for the first time, you tend to throw them the, the jabs, the haymakers, and things like that that you could jump out ahead of. Maybe that what happened against the Vikings. So, therefore, when we see the Vikings in the playoff, playoffs, right, is that we just got to be mindful that we played them before and we got to go ahead and stump them out and shut them down just like we did before in the regular season. But you should never look at the NFL like the NBA, right? The NBA matchup time, you may have to go the best out of such and such, best out of three or best out of whatever the series goes. NFL, sudden death, any given Sunday, plays, major impacts can happen. Uh, I've seen some people had tried to make the comparisons, analysis of, hey, the Eagles beat Green Bay Packers. The Cowboys lost to the Green Bay Packers. Therefore, the Eagles are better than the, than, than the Cowboys, right? two different type of situations, right? We played the Packers at their field, right? And Lombardi field or Lombardi field, right? The Eagles played the Packers at home, right? So it's a different type of situation, different time frames, whole lot of stuff that's different as it relates to playing in that game, just two different situations. So you can't, 
that's why we love football because it, it is a unique sport, whereas it's any given Sunday. I literally seen the Jags. Did they beat the Ravens, right? You got to look at you got to look at the complete situation. So therefore, when a team face each other again, maybe they'll make the necessary adjustments. Maybe they make the corrections, right? And that's what Jimmy Johnson was saying about the Eagles. Yes, they fly up, they hit teams really hard. They 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 win with sporadic plays. But when you play when you play them again, 9 times out of 10, a team may make the necessary adjustments. And since that team make said necessary adjustments, the Washington team, they look at it now and say, hey, if they beat an undefeated team, and I'm going over to the Washington talk now, if they beat an undefeated team, then they, in their minds, they can beat anybody, right? That's how they felt if they stick to the philosophy and the formula. And they've been doing such. So they keep winning. And, of course, schedule help, not like the Atlanta Falcons was a powerhouse team. But sometimes it is what it is. It's still at any given Sunday. It's not like they blew out the Atlanta Falcons, too. But the same Atlanta Falcons team beat the 49ers, right? And one can argue that the 49ers, red hot right now. They stumped out. They beat a team 13 to nothing, the Saints. It's hard to beat a team and not allowing the opposition to score. That is flat out hard. But it's still any given Sunday. The ball is oblong for a reason. It can bounce crazy. It can. Uh, Dwight, <laughs> with the paragraph, baby. Uh, but, Law, how much of the blame is on Brown? Question mark. He's not trash. He knows they are targeting him. He needs... He, he needs to up his game. He is not just a bad CB, but he need to figure things out. Or, or and then, then you go into more detail. I, I would tell you this. Your limitations is your limitation. Anthony Brown can't grow an extra foot overnight, right? He is at his ceiling. And midway through the season, he showed you who he is. He's not going to all of a sudden become Trayvon Diggs. He's not all of a sudden going to change, you know, his stripes or, or spots, however that saying goes. A leopard can't change his stripes, his spots, I meant to say. So a zebra can't change his stripes, you know. But it, it's one of those things where is the Cowboys know who they got out of Anthony Brown, that he's a zone cover corner who's smaller in size, right? Bigger receivers, if they redirect, they're going to catch over him. If he don't have coverage over the top, it's going to be difficult for him. But in a situation, if it's not man, and he if he's in zone, and if your front do their job, then he's solid. He will stick to the uh, opposition, and he will make a play on the ball. But his limitations are his limitations. His scouting report, he may approve that sometimes on some of the things that he did. But overall, collectively speaking, he ain't trash, but he ain't great. He's an average DB. Or, right, I ain't going to say <laughs> he ain't, He just an average DB that's on this team, right? And that's the best way I can say it. If I had a, if I had a choice, and you hear me out, don't shank me with the butter knife. If I had a choice. If I go back into time and I had these three DBs, Byron Jones, right? Cheeto Wuzie and Anthony Brown, I will be figuring out ways to extend Byron Jones, right? 
because I know what I'm going to get out of him. And can you close your eyes? And I know it's hard to put the toothpaste back into the tube. But can you imagine Byron Jones and Trayvon Diggs? That would have been a better situation for us. It would have fit the, it would have fit the scheme a little bit better. Long, rangy corners, right? They can get their hand inside. Even if you look at the um, the tape, it, it just raw tape of Cheeto Awuzie. And I know he's hurt for the season, but he had a remarkable year last year and, and this year he was on pace of having another remarkable year. Um, Cheeto, I would have literally picked Cheeto over, over Anthony Brown. Even where, even if you go and just sit down and go over the analysis of where you draft said player, right? I think he was an early draft pick, second or third round for Cheeto, right? Why would you develop a guy to get rid of a guy and get nothing in return, right? So that's just my thoughts on it. And Cheeto was the same guy that was close but no cigar guy, but he never got beat deep. That was just the thing with Cheeto. He he got beat, but it was like this. But he was, never was beat deep. And he was had more physicality. And we was robbed of Cheeto because we never got a chance to see him in a true cover three or what we got going on now with these boys, with Al Harris, Joe Witt Jr., and Dan Quinn. But that's a whole other story. Let's listen to more what they have to say. And then they didn't in the end. They didn't. I, I The one... The one regret I have is that I think I didn't say it on the air, Sean. Late in the first half, I was thinking, and I know I said it to Bob Thomas, my statistician. Shout to Thomas. I said, well, can they get the tight ends involved, please? I'm not mm. kidding. I really, because they had two catches for tight ends. I think that's one of their weapons. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit of what happened in the second half, and that really helped. It opened things up a little bit. And then, then the Giants kind of got beaten down, and so... You know, some of these games, Indianapolis won't be as easy as people want to think. People want to think that because they don't know anything about the Colts, but they've got some good players. Now it's a game that... Before Brad Sham goes into that, the Colts, remember what I was saying any given Sunday. From an offensive standpoint, I ain't worried about the Colts, right? From an offensive situation, they are in the back end of it. They do have a weapon by the name of uh, the running back. You know, Jonathan, whatever his name is, you know. What's his name? Y'all put his name in the chat. But they do have a top 10 defense. Their defense is where it keeps them afloat. And if you can play, what's that dude's name? Y'all help me out. His name is the tip of my tongue. Uh, uh, the running back for the Colts. Come on. I know y'all got his name. Taylor. Taylor, JT, Jonathan Taylor. Appreciate you, Flo. Appreciate you, Big Coop. Uh, but when you look at the Colts, two things that can help you win on a roll. T.O.P., right? Time of possession. Defense. Things that travel. Defense and running game. Now, my situation with the Cowboys, we've been gashed by quicker, fasty, fast, I said fasty, but fast running backs that can capture the edge. And I'm not saying that Jonathan Taylor is not a guy that can crease off to the edge, but his speed factor doesn't really hit me like I would think it would. But I'm not going to sleep on him. But if they can control the T.O.P. and if they can control the run, and if they can run, 
then that's that's a dog fight, right? That's a low scoring game. Whereas anything can happen in the winding minutes, and especially it don't help us when our owner dress up as a blind ref, right? So there will always be calls, right? That we would not get the benefit of the doubt. I literally seen literally with my eyes when I was reviewing the tape of Donovan Wilson picking the interception off, took two steps, and then we see the flag come from the aficionados. He literally, go back and watch my, temp, my tape, my film analysis. Uh, Taylor is super fast, law 4-3 guy, but he his shiftiness and his fast running is not the equivalent of what we've seen out of Aaron Jones on how they capture the edge. I, I get what you're saying. I'm not dogging the man's speed, but you guys get what I'm saying as far as his get-up speed, his take-up speed is a little bit slower as it relates to his acceleration juxtaposed to what we've seen that gave us a little trouble. That's all I'm saying. But I feel what you're saying, Flo. Here's what I got to go back to this uh, uh, aficionados. I literally seen Donovan Wilson catch the INT, take two steps, and then the aficionado leaned back and said, ah, flag. So those are what we are up against. And there's not a single soul that would care about us talking about that. Even after a win, that's why I made it necessary on my Law Nation 2.0 page. I might as well turn that one into the conspiracy page. (laughs) I'm working on another one, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Here's the thing. We would not get the benefit of the doubt, right? They only care about the views or ratings. And if we met, then they're happy because it's going to go back to showing that the Cowboys are whining fans, right? And they can make the justification. Just like on the first INT that Dak Prescott threw, you look back at the flow and the process of it. He thought he had a man offside, right? He thinking that he got a free play. He go, he drops back one, two, three. He hauls it to Michael Gallup, and it's picked off. News flash: Cowboy Nation, we are still waiting for the review. We are still waiting to see whether or not he had the the, the guy. Yeah, he picked the ball off, which was true. Two things can be true: he picked the ball off. Great read by the DB. But did he get two feet down? Right? If it was anybody else, they would have said, hey, all plays are reviewable. Let's go down and break down this this analysis of what happened. Did he get two feet in? Let's look at it from this camera angle. Let's look at it from that camera angle. Let's make sure that he got two feet in. It took me, I had to go all the way back to the all 22. And I still don't have the proper angle to see whether or not he got two feet in. But from the broadcasting view, he got one foot in and his other leg. It appears to me that it was white on white. He had white shoes like his foot was out of bounds. But nobody is going to overlook. Nobody's going to look at that. Law, I got so many comments. Law, what do you care for? We won the game. What happened if we would have lost? So that's why it's so important to go back and do self-inventory, whether or not you win or lose. Go back and look at every tape, line by line. Uh, Jay Williams says, if Dallas can control the run game, Ryan is a sitting duck. <laughs> you ain't lying. Oh, oh, they ain't give you the conspiracy one, but let me give you. Let me hit it one more time, baby. 
Yeah, yeah. So that, that's just how it goes, man. Um, and this is not, and, and I don't want people to to say, man, this dude is just whining. No, I'm not complaining. I'm explaining. And that's how you got to go back and look at things. You got to beat two teams on Sundays. You got to beat the aficionados, and you dog for sure got to beat the team <laughs> that you're playing on. And let me put my, 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 my conspiracy hat all the way on, you know. <laughs> to me, to me, those officials got earpieces on. And we know they report back to the uh, New York main facility. In my mind, or Vegas, right? In my mind, it appears that a play like that, like a guy catching the INT, like Donovan Wilson, right? And he moves forward. And then the flag come out. It, it seems as if though somebody in the ear of the official said, hey, man, throw the flag. You know what I'm saying? It's something that you can pull out. It's something that you can review. And then, because normally if a flag come that late, like after the guy catches the interception to make make a football move, then the flag come out, and then it somehow is on somebody, that that official may not have seen it, but somebody else saw it. You know, you guys get what I'm saying? <laughs> like he might have not seen it, but somebody upstairs with TVs, right? So that means you're taking the human element out of it and you are having an over over analyzed officiating team. Because sometimes you sometimes some officials do get it wrong. And sometimes they do get it right. But I'm just telling you guys, man, that that dude, that official that threw that flag after the interception was there had to not seen it, right? Somebody else saw it, and they told him, hey, throw the flag. Because if he seen it, then he wouldn't have waited to after the interception. That's just my thoughts on it. You know, I could be wrong. I could be a million percent wrong. Maybe he said, maybe he saw it, and then he said, you know what? It is predicated upon what happened through the process of this play, whether or not I'm going to throw it. <laughs> that's the that's, that's my only like if I was a fly on a wall gathering some information I bet you <laughs> well I don't want to bet anything but I can tell you that that's probably what happened because why didn't why he didn't throw it the moment he saw it and why did he allow the play to manifest itself into a turnover and then he said you know what uh, I'm supposed to keep this game <laughs> Dallas, uh, I think they're already a big favorite, but I mean it won't be it won't be easy. The, the good news is, uh, on paper and the way that the Cowboys are playing, I think there's a reasonable expectation that. You- hold, hold on, my guy Joe was like uh, Joe Fank, uh, uh, not Joe, Joe right here. Okay, Joe, he said, "What was the flag for? It was illegal hand to the face uh, on Trayvon Diggs, which." Which was an actual uh, foul, right? Illegal hand to the face on Trayvon Diggs. But what happened, the illegal hand to the face, and this is what I'm saying, like it was the right call. It was no way that you can argue that it wasn't illegal. But you can argue that the aficionado that threw the flag ain't no way in the world he saw it. If he saw it, then he should have threw the flag immediately. 
He saw the illegal hand to the face. The play went on, matured, right? Donovan Wilson caught the INT, and then he said, all right, since it's an INT, let me now throw the flag about the legal hands to the face or what have you. In actuality, if I'm, if I'm the official, I see the, the foul, shouldn't he throw the foul then or throw the flag then? That's what I'm arguing right there. <laughs> That's what I'm pointing out. It's just like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's kind of it's like this. A police officer pulled behind you, and they following you for 10 miles, Right? You go through three sets of red lights or what have you, and then they pull you over and say, hey, man, four, four red lights ago, you ran that one. And you're like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> you, but you was behind me. Why you didn't get me for that one? But, but why are you going all the way back to the four sets of red lights, right? It's kind of like they're looking for something to pull you over, and that's the, my best analogy, right? So that's why if police get behind me a few times, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give me some gas. You know, I'm going to go ahead and pull up. Go ahead and get, get from behind me, man. What's going on with you? You know, <laughs> who like that? You know what I'm saying? So, some of y'all so brass with it. Y'all start speeding up. Oh, police behind me. Let me put the gas on. Let me punch it a little bit. You know, <laughs> some of y'all be like, man, I don't care about the popos, man. They get behind me all I want. I'm going to start. Mm-hmm. <sighs> What's up, officer? You know, some people, some people got that type of uh, <laughs> smoke weed every day. Some people got that type of brass about her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look at Robert. He said, "I don't care." Yeah, the police behind me. What's up, officer? You know what I'm saying? Well, you you want some? <laughs> some of y'all like that? You know, <laughs> officer. <sighs> What's going on, officer? Oh, oh, you, oh, you were following me. I thought you want some too. <laughs> you can win these next three, and then you become the NFL um, equivalent of bowl eligible when you get to eleven. <laughs> Did you leave Thursday's game? Do you feel better about the run defense or the receiver group? Uh oh, that's a good question. Uh, the run defense is always. I'm. Uh, my, Maybe the receiver group, but I include the tight ends in the receiver group. But the, the, here's the thing about the run defense. It's the uh, numbers to which they held Barkley. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and Daniel Jones. Yeah. Daniel um, Jones, maybe. You know, I think there were opportunities the Giants may have had to try to run the ball more and, and didn't. And some, you can't control the other coaches thinking, and that kind of can – Hold on. Some of y'all that living in Cali, man, y'all got the cheat code, man. Come on. <laughs> Terry Schwartz, uh, uh, Jay Lombardi. <laughs> Some of y'all that living in Cali, y'all. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> you know, you know, you be like, officer, here you go, officer, here you go. And, it seemed like you ran that red light there, but I'm going to let you go right now. But I'm going to keep this. I'm going to keep this one. <laughs> The officer, officer say he gonna keep that one. You know, you just keep going, man. I'm gonna let you go, but let me. I'm gonna hold on to this one for evidence. <laughs> Cook didn't even hit 80 yards, man. Yes, indeed. Uh, facts. Jay Lombardi said facts. We spoiled, but shoot, you do that, and you you come around, you come around Mississippi with that. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you know, they're gonna end up putting they're gonna end up putting stuff in your car. You know. <laughs> what happened to Jay Lombardi, man? He got pulled over. He had less than an ounce, man. Shoot. Nah, man, shoot. He had kilos up in that thing, man. And he in Pearl, Mississippi, he ain't never getting out, man. Alright, yep. Mm. Another one bite the dust. Mm-mm. <laughs> As Texas uh officer like the cush, you can go. <laughs> officer Oh, just Reggie? Oh, man, get out of the car. Hands hands in there. Hands in there. He got Reggie. Oh, <laughs> uh, Kush. All right, man. Hey, man, you free to go. I'm just going to hold on for this one, man. All right. <laughs> Play into it. But the only thing about judging the run defense is uh, that you, the game sometimes dictates that strategy, and it can, it can kind of uh, skew your perception of, of what you're looking at. It's not in a vacuum. So... I think they've still got to – they're going to still have to deal with the run defense issues. And anybody who watched right. last night knows that that's, that's not going away. <laughs> but there's there's ways to combat it that don't necessarily have to do just with scheme and talent, but also with how the game is going. Brad Shan. All right, so my guy Jay uh, Reese says uh, a great point right here. Losing two conference games cost the Cowboys the division. Plus, they would need to split with Philly and hope that the New York uh, Philly can uh, sweep them. I, I, I truly believe, like, what we need to happen, and, and I'm not trying to say we need help from the outside, but what we need to happen is I need Philly to lose one more game. Regardless of it, I know the Philadelphia Eagle people is going to jump over here and say, hey, there you go, the Cowboys, you know that. I know y'all watching. I know y'all watching. But I need for the Philly to lose one freaking game. And the rest, I think that the Cowboys can take good care of. They just need to lose one. And the Colts game, boy, see, the the Packers game was a game that we should have won, right? If we played up here better, right? The Colts game should have been a game that they won if they played better up here. But the Eagles snuck one off, right? And that's why they got the uh, the two game ahead of us. But we can control our own destiny on Christmas, right? But don't let, don't let, because I think that the Giants not going to catch us. I'm not speaking too too boldly with grace and mercy, but I'm just saying I, I think that we surpassed the Giants, uh, and, and we just need to face the uh, Washington team one more time to surpass them for the for the in any type of other talk about that. But we just got to take care of business on Christmas against those Eagles. That's just how it goes, right? But they need to lose one. Don't don't let them lose. Who they play next? <laughs> who they play next, baby? Uh, Eagles got the Titans this week, and who else they play? They caught they caught do it. <laughs> Green Bay was doing some crazy stuff, man. Uh, Commanders are playing pretty decent. They they playing with the um, they playing they playing with hope. And if you give a team hope, shoo, that's all you need. Sometimes I hope you know a little hope, man, can go a long way. Uh, so they got to play the Giants twice. And if the Giants, the Giants match up against the Eagles, I had them splitting when we did the NFC East round table. I had them splitting. I think the Giants, they, 
I don't know if they can go up there in the Eagles land and win. You know, the Giants look kind of weird on the road. But if the Meadowlands, if it's a, a spot where everybody's still rallying and chasing, then they can give them that L. Um, who, who are their next opponents? You said the Titans. The Bears fell off. The Saints, they, they don't have off. You got to have to beat the Eagles, and, and they are a pretty good team. I, I, I'm not finna discount double-check the Eagles. I, I think that they are – a, a, a pretty good team. They made some good moves. I seen Sue last night just blow up through the uh, B gap there and did expose the offensive linemen for the Giants and got their quarterback all banged up, right? That was a great acquisition. I, I don't care what nobody say. That that was a great acquisition. And then when you look at the – let me see. Look at the standings. All right, here we go. Got the standings right here. This is the standings. 10-1. and one. That's a, that's a great lead um, amongst all the NFL. And the uh, second person that's in charge right here, Minnesota Vikings, you got a game up over them because you beat them. The Cowboys sitting at 8-3, and three, the Giants 7-4, Washington team 7-5. and five. So if you are a Giants and Washington guy, you're looking at it like, man, the NFC ace, we're not that far behind. We only game behind. The Cowboys only got eight wins. Don't look at the win-loss totem. Especially if you Washington, you're looking at it like, hey, I'm still within arm reach. It's not like the Cowboys done cemented us, right? And when we play them again, we're going to make sure that they're going to be crying that they got rid of Ridgeway, right? So that's how they're looking at it. The Cowboys only a game ahead. They're looking at the wins. They're not looking at the conference record or none of that stuff, right? They're looking at the win. And the Cowboys, 7-3 in conference. Three and one in the division, and these guys, uh, Giants, zero and two. The Washington the team, one and two. So if you look at this, the NFC, the NFC collectively is wide open, right? See how the Seahawks they lost, San Francisco, they went out their playoff, their playoff team, right? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers playoff team, right? If they went out and it just somehow <laughs> that NFC South. Is the weakest division. And we end up losing a game to one of those guys by the name of Tampa Bay. And they're five and six. Right? And you look at the NFC North, they've been fighting each other, a rigid, rigid teams, right? But one can argue that Chicago Bears find ways to shoot themselves in the foot. Right? Green Bay Packers find ways to continue to shoot themselves in the foot until they play us, right? <laughs> like that that was the game that really hurt in so many ways because if the Cowboys were sitting at nine and two right now, then then we control our own destiny, destiny, right? Because all we can say then from there is, hey, when we face the, the Eagles, we'll split the win to win, win to win ratio. But now you gotta look at it from that perspective. But when you look up the NFL standings right when you stroll around you see some birds rushing they, they average 162 that's number three in the national football league right you stroll a little bit down defensive leaders the yards allowed you see number two the philadelphia eagles up there with the 49ers they don't give up a lot of yards and they play some stout defenses oh excuse me you see the indianapolis Colts up there who we gotta face this week, they're number four. 
So these are stingy defenses, and you know where the Denver Broncos are at. But you see our Cowboys, we are up there in sacks. There's nobody. They got more sacks than the Cowboys, 45. We're on pace to uh, uh, tying up or even beating the 85 Bears uh, sack number. Uh, and then you see turnovers, differential. You see the Eagles up there. That is what gives those guys opportunities after opportunities to have a short field, and they take advantages of it, right? And you have uh, the Dallas Cowboys up there with number four far as turnover differential. So you got to look at all of those things when we start talking about rankings and where we face and who we play and how to win the game. You can't – look, <clears throat> here, here's the thing, and I'm going to play the rest of this audio. Here's the thing, Cowboy Nation, on playing the Eagles. And we've seen it time and time and time again. You can't get greedy. Let me repeat. The Eagles, you can't get greedy. It is like a college-style team. And this is no shade. At the Eagles, and I see a few Eagles fans that's watching right now. It's like a college style. They build off of momentum, the momentum meter, right, for those who play NCAA. When they feed off of the turnover and they feast off of your stupidity, play the field. Don't play hero ball. Their quarterback, he will run. If you lose containment, he's not going to be looking to throw it down the field to the open guy. Oh, I'm going to scamper for 20 yards or 40 yards or for a tub. You got, if you got, there have been plenty of times Green Bay Packers had them on third and long and all, all the linebacker had to do or the, or the safety is play, is stick to his lane. Don't pursue him. Let him continue to hold the ball, hold the ball until somebody else break free. But the moment you step forward, Hurts is quick. He bounces off to the edge. He's athletic enough to slide, and then he's wise enough to get out of bounds, right? He's not going to take unnecessary hits. That's, that's, that, that's a, a good situation for him. And if you throw it into double coverage, they got ball tackers, right? Slay is going to bat the ball up, and when the ball is up, tip drill, you know? So, and then somebody's going to come down with the ball. I think the leading interception, was it Chauncey Gardner? Let me see. The players go to players. Uh, yeah. Chauncey, uh, CJ uh, Gardner. <clears throat> Six INTs for the season. Being at the right place at the right time. They playing cloud cover. Ball get batted in the air. Boom. Cloud cover. Quarterback drops back, pressure in the face. The quarterback throws off his back foot. He's making a beeline. He's making a play on the ball. Shout out to my guy Tyreek Woolen too, baby. I told the Cowboys to draft him. Y'all didn't want to listen to me. Hey, <laughs> he got five of them, baby. Yeah, that Woolen, something nice, man. He is, uh, I, I was telling people, I know I'm all the way off subject right here with Tyreek, but he is Nashawn Wright. But with confidence, right? <laughs> it, like they both the same height. I think Nashawn Wright runs a little bit faster, but Tyreek Woolen 
<laughs> got a lot of confidence, and he's more physical, and that dude can sniff out the ball, man. Oh, that Tyree Woolen, man. Shout out to those, man. Who, who who was looking at his draft tape and like, yeah, that Tyree Woolen, something nice. David Woods, appreciate you for the super chat. Dracarys. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Tyreek Ty, Tyree Woolen is Nashawn Wright with hips. I ain't going to say all of that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Here on Sean and RJ, 105.3 The Fan. Where do you stand on all this Odell Beckham hype? Um, I, I, I think it's – I think I'd be for signing him. Um, I, I think that people need to and, – and the weekend airplane incident aside, because I, um, I, I, I think I saw your tweet. I don't think that really has any effect on anything. Yeah. That people, there's too many people who know him. I've never met him. Too many people who know him, uh, including I, I spoke to Bob Papa, the Giants announcer, uh, about this last week. And uh, I mean, they uh, there's a lot Break of people down, who say he's, he's a good teammate and he wants to win, and uh, that's okay with me. He can be selfish. Receivers can be selfish um, as long as they also want to win more and and they're good teammates. I, I think there's two things that I would say. One is look at Gallup, who is maybe kind of just still rounding into physical form. And we're on the same rough, except three weeks later, uh, trajectory. Bobby's written a lot about this, that with Beckham that we are with Gallup. So He's got a. Now he's done it before. He's had an ACL. He knows how to deal with it. He's a veteran player, and he's obviously an extremely talented player. Um, but just don't expect to see, you know, Beckham at at the height of his power. And the other thing, you people really don't want to hear this, but this is professional football, and you can't fall so much in love with the idea of signing the guy that you make a stupid business decision. He's going to want more than one year. Yeah. He doesn't want to just come in here for Christmas vacation. <laughs> or here or New York or Buffalo or wherever he's going to. And I don't know how many people are really serious about signing him for what he's going to want or if the Cowboys are competing against themselves in reality. I don't know that. <laughs> but I do know that he's going to want multiple years. Now, you're decision has to be how much money are you willing to tie up for how long in order to have him now i'd i'd be interested in seeing if him being in the mix next year would not be a good thing they knew they had to address the receiver thing when they let cooper go when they traded cooper and the reason you know that they knew it is that they signed washington and they drafted a receiver in the third round so obviously they were paying attention to it and I, I still think that he would help, but you have to be careful. You can't mortgage unless you really don't care about, you know, the money that you're going to need to sign Lamb and Diggs and Parsons um, and Pollard. Um, but you have to pay attention to those things. Man, Brad Sham is spitting, man. I had to pull the umbrella out, man. Uh, shout out to Lord Brunson if that's the real Lord Brunson, man. Shout out to him, man. Uh, uh, we we trying to orchestrate uh, or organize. Uh, that's a better way to say it. The uh, NFC East roundtable. Uh, we're going to look at our schedules and everything. Uh, that link that's in the, the description box there or the chat area. That's the link of Brad Sham on Sean and RJ with Bobby Bell. 
Uh, the full link is there and is about eight minutes long. So be sure to check them out and be sure to uh, listen in to that full interview. Now, back to Odell Beckham. That's the price of doing business, man. Uh, you, you have to look at Odell Beckham and say, all right, cool. He is the type of guy that you bring in. You're not just going to get Odell Beckham, the football player. You're going to get the TMZ. You're going to get the, uh, the the people that's going to be wanting clickbait. You're going to get so many stories and narratives. You're going to get a really, really, hear me out, Madden, like mad in the mind, fan base, giant fans. Angry that he signed with the Cowboys. You're going to get them people, right? You're going to get so much negative flow about that that it's going to be a situation and scenario that you would say, man, oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> yeah, man, oh, man. So it's a situation and a half that the Cowboys, if you do decide to do such thing, you have to be ready for it. And, and I say this right here, <laughs> and it goes back to this right here, Cowboy Nation. When you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud, too. You got to deal with it because who we got to pay next year or what Brad Sham just said? We got contracts that's due. Schultz, do you pay him over Odell? Do you extend Tony Pollard over Odell? Do you look at Donovan Wilson and you say, hey, man, this dude been remarkable for us. Three sacks so far for the season one INT, right? Donovan Wilson been playing out of his mind. He's been the secret weapon. Do you figure out ways to pay him, right? Do you go ahead and kick the can over and say, I'm going to extend C.D. Lamb and I'm going to extend Trayvon Diggs? Those are things that you will have to say to yourself. And it could all be done. It can all be done if you go around with it. But if you wait too long, the price of the bag is going up, 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 up. Hopefully, you know, the price of uh, dang old Rams got a good deal out of uh, Odell Beckham for what? Less than $3 million with incentives. That was a good little situation for them, right? <laughs> Did he get hurt or what have you? And they had their reservations. So those are things that you have to say to yourself. But enough of the monologue. Uh, I want to know how you guys feel. Uh, it's 1234. We'll open up the phone lines then. How about that? Want to know how y'all feel about that? Come on. And what we need to do in the NFC East. 657-390-7391. And then let's not forget about Terrence Still. Let's not forget about him. Come on. You are the only participant in the conference. All participants are muted. Shout out to Jay Lombardi.
I love the contract talk midseason, man. Jay Jay Lombardi says Terrence still need to be a priority. Yeah, man, shoo. Uh, you need to. You need to at this point. I mean, on the right side, which side of the field been you you been more comfortable with? The right side or the left side? One can argue, shoot, on that right side, we haven't had any issues at all, any hiccups. If, if it's pressure, if it's sack on Dak, primarily it's coming from the blind side, the left side, right? So, And I'm not saying that my guy is, is trash or anything. I'm not saying that at all. I, I think that he did a remarkable job as it relates to what he was brought to the table to do, right? Out of a rookie, the first caller of the day. Is my dog. Let him room fill up. 815. Brandon, you're live. What's, What's good? Up, Nothing to it, man. How you living? Man, hey, man, I'm, it's beautiful, man. I'm, I'm off today, man. I'm, what? I'm actually I'm, I'm sitting outside Walmart. My wife in there shopping around. Okay. And you was on, so I'm like, I'm going to send the car. Women be shopping. You can't stop a woman from shopping. <laughs> look, look, she was in there as soon as you went live. So, and she she just called and told me she's seen something. So, look, hey, let me let her do her thing. No doubt, no doubt. <clears throat> what you got for the show? Um, so, look, I, I, and I think also something that I, I, I haven't heard you say, too. Um, I don't know if anybody want to say this, but I think it's true. Terrence Steele can make the case that he a top five right tackle. So you're going to also have to pay him, too. Like, I, I know nobody wants to say it, but Terrence Steele has turned into one of the best right tackles in football. I, 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 I challenge anybody to tell me this thing. Man, they're going to lose um, on that challenge, man. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> look. The Dallas Cow the Dallas Cowboys gonna have a lot of um business decisions to make at the end of the year. You just named off a few of them. They yeah. got a and, and most of the guys that they're gonna have to make business decisions on, including Zeke Elliott. I, I'm I'm just gonna leave it at that. You're gonna have to make these decisions. So to me, this is why you should go get Odell. We, we it's on the it's on the plate right now. We mm. like. Why we have the the best opportunity? Let's capitalize. Let's get Dak more more weapons. Don't say Dak got enough weapons. You would want to say give Dak more weapons, yeah. regardless of what you feel about your 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 your, your skill player. Go get Odell. To me, that, that this is a no brainer. I don't even understand how is this even a uh should. Yes, you should go do this. Um. Our team is looking really good. Um, Dak Dak has played some two of the, the two of the better games he done played in a while. Um, yeah. Look, I, I I just believe like I know we don't like talking about this because right now we eight and three, but our team is probably gonna look a lot different next year than it does right now. If you don't believe it, go look at who contracts are up. Just go look at it. We got to go get Odell. Let's not play around with this. Tyron Smith, we about to have – we literally probably <laughs> don't have the best O-line in football when Tyron Smith gets back. 
No doubt, man. Hey, you spitting at, at, at me right now, man. I appreciate that, bro. All valid points, man. I don't see no weakness in your conversation at all, bro. I appreciate you, man. Thank you for calling in. Show, man. How about them cowboys? How about him, man? Uh, shout out to my guy Brandon, man. Uh, he always come with the good stuff, man. Outside of Walmart, and I know he probably sweating, man, with a lady in there with the cars and everything. But I know Brandon, he can he make that big money, man. He make that big money. He ain't worried about it. But man, oh man, um, why play around with your food? Uh, bring them in. Go ahead and see if you can sign them, and then get it out the way, right? That's his philosophy on it. And worry about tomorrow. Let it take care of tomorrow, right? So that is a great way, a great analysis to look at it. Uh, saying, okay, I'm gonna bring in a guy who got Super Bowl pedigree, who won playoff games, who understand the terrain. Uh, we don't know what Noah Brown can do in the playoff, or Jalen Tobert, or even if James Washington can be a full participant in practice for a full week so those are things that we have to sit back and and answer <clears throat> down the line all right you got the four three two you lot how you doing law what's good how you do what it do yeah uh my, what i want to point out is uh i know we're talking you've been talking about what needs to happen in the nfc East and all Mm-hmm. Well, my my view is instead of trying to worry what what happens everywhere else in the NFC, uh, just keep worrying about what's happening inside of our house. Yeah, take care of your own. Uh, yeah, take care take care yeah. of the games that's in front of you. I I truly agree with that philosophy. Yeah, uh, you take care of your I, business uh, and you have to worry about anything. The uh, my big my after that Packers game, I I have never had any trust in Kevin Moore at all. Right. Like I I don't like him at all. Period. And before that Packers game, I kind of we we had he was calling some great uh, games before that Packers game, and so I was like, all right, maybe I can have a little bit more trust in him. Then the Packers game comes, he goes away away from the run, and that's when I lost confidence in him again. Now this next two games that we played against Minnesota and uh, the Giants, he went back to it. And now I've been hearing talk about him getting uh, supposedly uh, interest from other teams to be a head coaching job. Oh, they started that already. I, I, that's, I don't know. I don't uh, know where yeah. I, where they got this from. I just started on a social media post. Right. And first of all, we should like that should not even get out. Right. If it's true, that should not even get out. Because that happened last year. And it went downhill as soon as he was getting interest from other teams because he was trying to be cute and trying mm. to not stick with the game plan that works. Yeah. Well, my thing is, and that's, that's great observation there, he's going to get calls, man. Uh, you, you, everybody will want him to get a job, right, uh, elsewhere to improve his resume and things like that, but can he stay focused? My thing is, the thing that really makes me angry and upset is when we get into the playoffs, right? And then there will be teams pulling your offensive coordinator in for interviews because that season is over with. There will be teams pulling in Joe Witt Jr., teams pulling in Al Harris, teams pulling in uh, Dan Quinn. And that's where I truly believe where the uh, focus point get misconstrued. I, I don't like that. I think the NFL need to wait to yeah. after the, the the season is completely over before they start interviewing. 
and I will stand tall on that. I get it. Teams going to try to make rash decisions, but it should be when the season, when the Super Bowl is over with, that's when teams should be allowed to interview players. But we're going to hear all of this, man, again down the line, and I appreciate you for calling in. Let's go, Cowboys. Let's go. Yeah. That that's where I get I get so frustrated with the NFL. Like when the season is over with, as far as the regular season, they go into this mindset whereas it's the regular season's over with now. We can start interviewing players. I mean interviewing coaches. And I get it, like a team mad that their team didn't make it to the playoffs. But what I don't like about it is that all of a sudden they want to call Kellen Moore up for an interview. They want to call up uh, Dan Quinn for an interview. And not all of this, put it like this, what, was it, uh, was it Was it last year? No, it was, it was, was it 2020? What year that, that the, the Eagles, they called up Kellen Moore for an interview, right? You know, all of that stuff, man, it, it kind of, throws off like not all teams are created equal if I can say it that way somebody calling up the Saints positional coach for an interview it may not even fly or even hit the radar but somebody calling up Joe Witt Jr. Al Harris or anybody that's on our team Durday it's going to make all it's, it's going to be too much distractions and it's going to be too much of, hey, man, this guy going in for an interview. Where is our planning? Where is our decision? Then I get the few, I get the few uh, uh, people say, well, this is the off day. Well, this only go- the interview only takes an hour. The interview only going to take 15 minutes. Or the interview, they only going to prep for, 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 for two days for the interview. Eh, it, it, it's just crazy. Uh, it's just crazy how all of this goes around. Uh, let's listen to uh, Montana from the 614. Eli. What's going on, brother? How you feeling? Man, I'm, I'm well, man. You know, there should be nobody eating leftovers right about now, by the way. You know. <laughs> well, I'm glad everybody was able to enjoy their Thanksgiving. Too right. bad I was sick. Uh, oh, wow. I couldn't eat, so. I didn't even I didn't even watch the first half of the that's how sick I was. Like Ooh. I didn't even watch the first half of the game, man. God. That's how sick I was. But you know, I'm better today. And um I just wanna say, man, hey man, I agree with everybody, you know, on signing Terrence Steele, you know. He's a young guy, man. What is yeah. he, twenty three? Man, he's super young, man. He can't connect you know his beard, man. Um, yeah. yeah, he's super young. Yeah. He's building he's building he's building his he's building his career up right now. He's having a stellar year. Right. Um so yeah, you know, if you really want to go ahead and sign him to, you know, three, maybe four year deal, see how it goes, you know, something team friendly, you know, I'm with it. You yep. don't want to allow, you know, because it's hard to get linemen. You know, it's hard yeah, yeah. to to have good linemen at that. <laughs> and it's hard to, to develop. develop linemen throughout yeah. the year. So, you know, with with him with his development and the way he's become, you know, after a year and you know, his first year he wasn't really good. Last year he came along. This year he's having a stellar year. Right. Go ahead, sign. You know, go ahead and get him out the way. That way you can go ahead, you know, restructure that, restructure Zeke, get all the guys you want to get in. You know what I'm saying? Because down the road, you got CDs, you got Parsons, 
I know they're not gonna give up Parsons. No, you got Diggs, no. you got C D. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You, know, you, you got, got Wilson. Down the yeah. road, you gotta pay. You got guys down the road you gotta pay. So, you know, I'm I'm with the pay now, you know, I'm with the pay chair still now. I'm with that trade. I'm here. You know no, what I mean? No, no doubt. I'm proud of that, man. I appreciate you all, man. Keep going, man. Keep pushing this content. Have a great day, brother. Appreciate you, man. Uh, I'm glad you're feeling well, man. Salute, bro. Appreciate you. Salute. Good call from him, man. All right. So we're going to be activating the – I'm going to give y'all two more minutes before I shut the phone line down. After this caller, then we're going to shut the phone line. Like, the, like you can call in, but we're going to lock it up, not shut it down. We're going to lock it up, right? So I got the 510, and I got Rasta, then I got my guy JP. All right, so from the 510, you in? The 510, I'm in. What's up, love? What's the call, my man? Nothing to it, Chief. Nothing to it, man. Talk to me, man. What's on your heart? Well, yeah, you got man. You gave, you gave us a lot to chew on, man. Besides some leftovers, man. With the mid mid season, mid season next year contract, man. I didn't even think about all that. We were here worried about Odell Beckham, man. But then you think about you know next year, yeah, man. We would have to sound like we're gonna have to give up a lot if we sign Odell, you know. Uh, or we have to let a couple people keep a block, but we, man, I say we sign if we can get them to a multi contract. Like I don't know. Right, right. What, 15, 15, 14 mil? Because the dude got, you know, his knee kind of jacked, man. You know, two, to the same knee, two injuries to the same knee. He ain't going to be the same. Uh, but he got hands, though. You know, he he's going to be a, a valuable asset on, on, on third downs, you know, like CD. Sometimes, you know, it's like a 50-50 when we throw to him on third downs. Like, man, is he going to catch it? Is he not? Like, <laughs> CD coming along a little bit. So, you know what I mean, man. He CD be dropping the ball in, like, crucial Fourth and ones, and you know, to keep them changing with sometimes. But I know yeah, they're going to do all that. It, it's one of those um, things. Whereas AJ Brown, he got five drops, right? CD got more yards and uh, one less touchdown than him. And when you look at CD Lamb's uh, uh, overall, I think I got it right here. Uh, far as the NFC East wide receivers, top dogs, or what have you, he got more yards than both yeah. of those guys. And and of course, I get it. People going to try to move the uh, goalposts around on McLaurin because they just got this love affair for him. Uh, but CD, he do have four drops for the season. McLaurin, he's a sticky guy. Shout out to him. He only got two drops, but he only got two touchdowns versus CD Lamb got five tubs. So could have had six if they didn't erase the other one this, week, oh, this past weekend. There. It I was a catch, man. That was, that, was, that was a catch, man, yeah. <laughs> but, but you, no, got, you get what I'm be, saying, though. really – Right. CD don't really drop the ball a lot. He just drop it in them crucial like, crucial situations, yeah. man. That's it. Like he don't he, he has less drops than most of them receivers, but it's just been ones that we just really needed at that time. Yeah. Um but man, if we could get Odell with a three year contract, like well, I don't know, thirteen, fourteen mil, we might have we probably gonna have to let Schultz go. Uh that, you know, I know that's for a fact. When someone's gonna have to watch, you gotta keep still. Uh you guys gonna have to pay Dick for sure next year you're gonna have to extend you can then we can wait the year after that to uh extend Lamb, because you know, pick up his his fifth year. Uh, I I think it could be done. I mean, yeah, I think it could be done. Oh, uh, but hey, I live here in the Bay Area, uh, law. So you know, I'm behind enemy lines over here with the uh with, with the Empire. You okay. Know, your brother for I get your brother forty nine fan. Ah uh, man, I don't know, man. A lot uh. of people saying forty nine are the best team in the NFC. Uh they really. I know it's hard to to to, to pitch some shutouts. I mean, but they, they be, I watch their games every 
I watch their games just as much as I watch the Cowboy games. Right. They're, they're televised here. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you this, like, I don't think they're the best team in the NFC. They got they're, they're decent, man. They're, 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 they're decent at best, but they're, 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 they're gritty. They're gritty. That's a team that you have to say. If, yes. They ain't going to leave a lot on the field, basically. Uh, they don't give up nah, a lot of yeah, points. They, they, they don't give up a lot of yards. That's, that's just when you look at the stat sheet there. Uh, <laughs> their middle linebacker, Warner, he, he's a beast. I, mm-hmm. I, I think he's probably the best middle linebacker. He's the, he's the one – if he gone from the D, they're done. If he's, as a matter of fact, he's the only player that keeps the glue. If he's done, that whole team is done. So, Warner yeah. is a beast. Uh, who else is down with uh, Bo, uh, Bosa? He's another beast. Uh, yeah. Them two right there make they make the whole thing turn. But man, they they really haven't impressed me. I'm telling you the truth, man. They ain't, they ain't impressed me yet. They really ain't. They they no they, they ain't That's gonna really never good. look. If you think about the Niners, when have they ever impressed anyone? They just figure out ways to get to the playoff. <laughs> they figure out Jimmy yeah, Jimmy man. Garoppolo is never going to impress anyone. They they win the games like we want us to win the games. We want our teams to win the games without the flash and style. But they the inverse. It's like the reverse flash of the Cowboys. You know, like they do everything exactly. opposite. Like they don't get the like people. They they fans do show up for games, but they don't have the oh, high okay. ratings, right? They don't have the owner that talk and have press conference left and right, right? And even if you look at their wide receivers, you know they they even they even in the conversation for Odell because they already got their philosophy together, right? Well, they they, they I ain't no doubt a good team, man. But I still ain't impressed with Super Bowl no, no, against no. Miami. That, that 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 we'll see who, who who both those teams are, Miami and San Francisco. So yeah. we'll see we'll see who, who what teams they really are. Uh, I'm not really impressed with San Francisco. Yeah, I mean they're still a good team, but yeah. I don't think they're the best team in the NFL. Um, has hey is Uncle Charles Uncle Charles coding yet? Yeah, he's already in the mix, man. He's he's down the line. Oh, he's in the mix? The oh yeah. so I got okay. I'm gonna try to do my my impersonation of Uncle Charles' story, man. So hey. Uh, I was on the corner of Tuscaloosa and Tully, and, uh, and Shirley told me to go down to the corner store. She goes, to the corner store, yeah, you got the uh, Lucky Charm cereal boxes on sale for uh, $3.99. So, okay, Shirley, I'm going to go down to the store and I'm gonna go down to the store and go give me a, a, a box of Lucky Charms. So, on my, on my way to Lucky Charms, man, I seen uh, uh, Ezekiel. He's looking, he wants some money. He wants some money. So, I get, uh, to get him a 40. I said, no, nah, no, nah, you, yeah, you, you told on me, man. You told everyone I was taking a boo-boo. So I went in and got me a box of Lucky Charms, right? So I got a box of Lucky Charms and uh, I poured me a bowl. I poured me a bowl of Lucky Charms. Well, oh man, that was very tasty, man. That was very tasty. So I was very hungry that day. So I got me a third, a third, a second, a second bowl. Oh man, you know when you get Lucky Charms, you can't just eat one bowl. So this time I got a third bowl. Emptied out the whole box. So when I emptied out the whole box, I got this nice shiny rain, candy rain, and that rain, that rain was while we nodded. Ah, I'm out, bro. I'm out. It's all about that rain. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. <laughs> Thank you for calling in for the five ten. <laughs> uh, see what you just started, Uncle Charles. You know, um, here, here's here's what I got to say off of this, man. You guys that's in the chat, y'all gonna have to break that down because you know the conference has been locked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh 
<laughs> oh my gosh, man. <laughs> All right, man. Let me go. Let me go with this list, man. I got Rasta. I got my guy JP. Then I got Minister Simmons. And let me let my guy in, man. What's good, man? What's good with you from the seven five seven? You live. <laughs> what up, law? <laughs> I just want to catch you before I go into work, man. It's so cool. Okay. I can just catch you on YouTube and then just call in and holler at you real quick, man. Nothing to it, Chief. No, man, all is well, man. Uh, uh, hey, man. We 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 are eight and three, right? I, I heard you can see it in my walk. Yeah, yeah. Hey, real quick, and uh, I was listening to Jay Tuck uh, break down uh, Jalen Tolbert last night, and I had wow. this, I I had, I had something I want to run past you real quick. Okay. Um. So you you know that that saying about like you're not something until you make something else. That's that. Like you're not a. You're not this unless you make someone else that kind of thing. Right, 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 right. So we can say, uh, how much would you say Amari Cooper had a hand in uh, making or helping uh, TV Land grow? I mean, he had a, a tremendous uh, help off of his releases, right? Release game. Uh, there's tape out there that shows that. Like, hey, right. That's what we're gonna do to get so, your release game up. Yeah. So what kind of what kind of messed me up was uh. I mean, I, I mean, uh, Mark Cooper is a certified number one yeah. receiver in that aspect. But yeah. if you're trying to apply that to C.D. Lamb, what do you think? What do you think his uh, ability to pass down or create that in another player? You know what I mean? Like, 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 that, like, like. That, like are, are you trying to say that? Like, I'm trying to see if I can. Get this straight. That that J- Jalen Tolbert, he just need time, basically, in in a short way, right? He just need time to get to be on a certified Lover Boy CLB well, <laughs> Drake's album or well, what have on, you, you know. Well, well, hold on, hold on, real quick. Let me let me let me hit you real quick. So, what you know? There's the whole debate about CD being a number one receiver, right? Right. Certified. So my my the logic that hit me was. If you're not one until you make one, do you think CD has the ability to to impart enough knowledge or guide the, or you know give the right guidance? To oh, let me, let me cut you off. No, 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 no. CD CD is earning his own grain of of of, of salt over here or blade of grass. And you ever mm-hmm. ever fly on a plane and they said before when those masks drop out. Before helping someone else out, make sure you own. make sure you get your own secured, and that is what mm-hmm. CD CD just need to focus in on his own, secure his own, put his mask on, and everything else will fall in in line there. Uh, I, I I like CD. I, I think that what happened here is so many people lo- love to make the comparison, which is the thief of all joy. It robs all success when you try to compare wide receiver to other wide receivers like on how they start like Jamar Chase or uh Justin um 
what's the guy named uh, Justin from the uh, Jefferson? You know, when you when people try to compare the two, that what takes the joy away from C.D. Lamb. I think that playing with the star on the side of his helmet, with the 88 on his chest, is more pressure than any other wide receivers that I just mentioned, plus the, 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 the right to be on primetime television that everything is magnified. He only got four drops out of 94 targets, right? So that's not bad True. at all. So a lot of people look True. at that and be like, hey, you know what I'm saying? He dropped the ball a lot. No, he got to go through his growing pain just like any other young wide receiver. But they are already putting that mantle that they think that they got Dez Bryant in his, in his prime already. They thinking that that's mm-hmm. uh, a prime Michael uh, Irvin. So it's not it's not that. I, I just think that C.D. Lamb, he continue to do his thing. Everything else will work his way in. Hey, I, I I was just thinking of it as like a fun way to kind of you know just think about it because I mean I, it don't matter it, that's the dude so mm-hmm. I got I'm, I'm happy we got CD I never talk bad about most of the people on the, I don't even talk bad about anybody on the team when they when they doing back because I know right. you know they there for a reason but I just thought I was just thinking that uh, being the philosopher that you are I thought you might I appreciate I thought it, you might have hit me with the well. <laughs> <laughs> but there are known knowns and known unknowns, right? It took you know what it, what I mean? it took Terrell Owens. Remember, he had the bracelets in his mouth, the braces in his mouth, and everything. It took him three years before he arrived, right? And then he said, "Hey, man, that eighty-one yeah. bit pretty good over there in Forty Nineers land." Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, yeah, but but he was point. in the shadows of of uh, Jerry Rice and uh, some guy named Taylor. I forgot his name and. And J.J. Stokes and all of those boys over there. So it took him a minute to get to where he's at, right? He wasn't T.O. Mm-hmm. day one, but he had the potentials and he had to get time. He, 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 they had to nourish that potentials, right? So I'm not finna can Jalen Tober, but Jalen Tober ain't the answer for you. 2022, though. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm glad I called in to hear from you today, man. I hope you have a good rest of the day, Law. You hold it down, man. Appreciate you, fam. Good call from him, man. Uh, while he uh, get ready to go to work, man. But you guys get what I'm saying, right? It, it, it's a wide receivers. Not everybody's going to be Randy Moss their first year. Megatron, uh, Justin Jefferson, and, and even we've seen Justin Jefferson get beat down and, and ridiculed around. So it is what it is. Let the young guy develop. I like what Amari Cooper is doing too, right? Literally, literally. They won the game because of Amari Cooper the other day in Brownsland, right? That catch that he caught, you know what I'm saying, for that deep pass, it was remarkable. The Browns did something my Cowboys couldn't do against those Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They beat them. Right from the, I got 971, then I got Minister, and then I got Coach Marv. All right, from the 971, you're live. Yeah, how you doing, love? Yeah, man, I'm great. I can't complain, fam. Talk to me. Going to the gym at all? Are you working out, or what's going on with you? Man, I, you know I'm still doing my thing over here, calisthenics and pot, some plyometrics and stuff. I'm still in good shape. I probably could be the third of these people in a mile right now that's in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got a plan of fitness over there at all, or, or 24 where you live at around the corner? Yeah, no, 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 man. We got LA Fitness, man. We 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 would do that. You know what I'm saying over here? You know. Oh, okay, well that's good. Right down. You the don't lost your Mississippi roots. Yes, indeed, man. You used to, used to 
been in the gym down there, huh? Man, I I, I got <laughs> a brother. I, I got a brother. He played around with four with four hundred and twenty five. He just he's bench presses that. He throws it around. Name Bente, man. He he eat the weight. Yeah, Mississippi man. He just oh yeah, he big boy down there. Okay then. He playing ball down there and uh and, and uh No, 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 no. He he he's he's a coach, man. Uh he, he actually oh. Yeah, I think in Fayette, yeah, Fayette, you know. So he coaches, he drive up there to Fayette, coaches come back down. But yeah, he's real he's real into the, all of that, you know. Okay. Looking like uh he he's big swole guy, you know. I wanna ask you a question, man. Talk to uh, me, man. I don't want I don't want Dan Quinn to be anybody's head coach. I, I think that Dan Quinn flexes his his muscles when he's a a guy that can work individually with the players on the defensive side who have time to only focus in on defensive guys. If you stretch right. if you stretch Dan Quinn out then shoot. Like he got to deal with special teams, he got to deal with the offense. You will see what we've seen out of the Atlanta Falcons in the last uh, few times that he was coaching there. So you don't want that for the Cowboys. Trust me. Okay, so you want to keep McCarthy then? You, you might as well keep Mike McCarthy. Let him continue to groom Kellen Moore. That's what I see. What they are doing with that and that philosophy of Kellen Moore, and let's see how things go from there. Ah. I keep Quinn, man. Yeah, yeah, but you just got to pay attention. Pay attention to what Quinn did when he was overextended, you know. So that's just all I'm saying you know, over there in Atlanta, fam. It's just one of those things where I would prefer, I would prefer that guy to be uh, just defensive coordinator versus being everywhere. All right, so we finna make this playoff push, right? No doubt. <laughs> we in there, man. Yeah, who you got coming up? You got the Colts coming up. You got the Texans. That's a winnable. Colts winnable. Texans winnable. Jacksonville's winnable. You got Philly. You got Titans. You got Washington. Yep. So you should be able to win. I maybe I would say one, two, three, four. You probably about. We got six games left. You saying five yeah. out of the six or six out of the six? How, how you rolling with it? You better wait four. You wait about five out of six. You're going to win the Colts. That's going to be tough. When you're going to beat the Texans. Okay. The Jacksonville's, the Jack, Jacksonville's going to be uh, that's, that, you're on the road. So that may be. They just beat the Ravens, man. They just beat the Ravens, Jags, man. Uh, look, yeah. I, I'm not going to look that far down the line. I, I'm just going to focus in right. on the Colts for right now. They are a top 10 right. defense right now. They right. can run the ball with right. Jonathan Taylor. He's no one to sneeze at. They hungry. They play, right. they play for their coach. And if anybody knows Dan Quinn, it will be Matt Ryan. If anybody knows Matt Ryan, it will be Dan Quinn. So it, it should be a good game, if, if, if anything. But the Cowboys need to take advantages of the situation. Situation and go ahead and do what they need to do and win the game because the margins of error is real, real small right now. No I'm room for it. Further down the line. I'm looking further down the line. Yep. I'm, yeah. So I can say they probably win uh, probably by four, five out the next these six games. And uh, maybe a showdown with Tampa or Seattle. 
You're talking about for the playoffs? Yeah. That if even the Seattle make it, man, because the Niners are leading that division now. So Seattle's on the dog hunt. They got a scratch and claw to get back in. If you are, if anybody a Seattle fan right now looking at the standards, they are pretty much hoping that uh, the Washington team lose, the Giants lose, because that's the only way they can get in. But by them being 6-5, and there's a lot on the line with that, man. So, hey, man, it was a good call from you, man. Appreciate you for calling Let's in. Go. Okay, man. All right, love you. Man, much love to you too, man. Mississippi in the oh, house, hey, one man. One more question before you go. What's that? You still, you still love Anthony Brown? I mean, far as love, you know what I'm saying? What, what you mean? You know what I'm saying? I always say I that mean, Anthony uh, Brown is a, is a guy that need to get down. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask, <laughs> but for, let me ask you this question, man, and I'm going to let you go. Okay, did the playoffs be around the corner? I'm, I, we're already, we're, the jury's already out on him already. If he hurts you in the playoffs. I mean, we got we to. Gotta, is that a big mistake? If, 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 if when we get to the playoffs, it's, it's, if it's, he hurts you again, like he's been doing, and you avoided Joseph all this time, um, do, do you bench him in the playoffs? I mean, why would you wait to the playoff to bench somebody and put somebody in that's fresh at a, at one of the most pivotal parts of the season? That would be kind of like reverse hustling. I, I, I would say if anything with this defense, you keep it what you got for right now if we rolling into the playoffs. You don't – look, Luther said love the one you're with or ride the horse you rolled in mean? on. What do you mean by that? What, what, what I mean, I mean exactly about that. You're gonna bench a what, guy what that's been starting. Are you trying to tell me? No, no, no. Are you trying to tell me keep him on the roster right now? I mean, what else you gonna do? It's, it's time out. It's time out. Your time to move on from Brown would have been this off season or in the early part of the season. You you done already played almost half of the season now with Brown. So yeah, yeah, because you don't play favoritism. Now let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I'm not gonna stand back and let our team get beat down with him on the field and you constantly go at him and you know he's a P.I. factor and he's a liability and you don't put that boy out there when he come back to get more reps. You're looking stupid. And if, that's your, if that's your case for that, then there's a problem with that because in the playoffs, if he's constantly getting beat down, like he's getting beat down right now and you go at him constantly, you're in trouble. And I'm going to tell you, you, we will not win this a playoff game with him on the field. Well, well, well. That conversation need to be happening now. Why? Why would you? Why would you wait to the playoff to change him? I bump into Will Harris and I cut him out. I said, "You a punk for keeping Joseph on the field. You weak. All of them." What did Al Harris? I know. I know Harris. I know Harris. He just didn't let you talk to him like that. Now, come on. <laughs> we, we, we go to blows over my team. <laughs> well, man. All right, JP, man. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> yeah, I feel you, man. Come on, man. Stop the cap. Stop the cap. Come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Ain't no way in the world, man. I know Al Harris. Ain't no way in the world he didn't went and talked to Al Harris like that. Come on, man. I, I feel you, though, JP. But I'm going to have to let you go, man. Shout out to Mississippi Love, though. But ain't no way, man. Look, I, I, I would tell you guys that this particular team 
if they had any reservations on changing out anybody, it's better to do it now versus waiting to get to the playoffs to make, oh, we get to the playoffs. Let's make some drastic changes. Let's go ahead and bench Anthony Brown and put in somebody else. And y'all know how I feel about Anthony Brown, right? Third down Brown. Hey, the most targeted uh, DB in the National Football League. But you can't. That's why I say it's better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have the opportunity and not be prepared. If this team is prepared to play the game in the playoffs, then they got the guys that's on their team right now. They couldn't they can't be scrambling for a guy in the playoffs to look to fill in that voided spot. Now, I can tell you guys this, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, I I hate that he got hurt at the wrong time. I hate that he got hurt at the wrong time. But for the year 2023, there should be some type of movement to have those guys replaced. That's the bottom line. But but neither here nor there. I got Minister uh, Simmons here. I uh, appreciate him so much. He won the Michael Parsons jersey. We still, uh, today, actually, I'm going to mail it out to his location. And uh, I got him live right now from the 918. You're live. Hey, what's up, Law? What's good with you, Chief? Talk to me, man. Hey, man. First of all, I want to apologize for the confusion on the, all of the stuff about the, uh, uh, my wife. And we was moving. We moved twice. <laughs> and and uh, the, the package just got lost. So I yeah. want to just apologize for you, man. I want to just say I want to give you the uttermost of you know, the nation. That Law Nation is a very... Wonderful, patient man. We have been through so much confusion with my wife's surgery and the moving twice from the apartment to the other apartment. To my, not actually, we, yeah, we moved twice, but we moved to three places. This man has been so wonderful to us. I want to say, dude, I love you, man. I appreciate you. I don't know you. you from Adam, but I love you, man, because you showed so many patients with us. And just sticking with us through all the You know it's confusion. I ain't going to even say what it is, though. Yeah. But you know. It's, it's okay. Confusion. The package that went back, what, three times? It went, that so package been all over the world, man. I was following the tracking. All over the world, and it ain't even made it here. So, yeah, it made it back to me. You and know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and it kept coming. And I would have just said thank you for that, man. Yeah, just yeah. Thank you for that, man. Thank you for that. But anyway, man, you know this football thing, man. The cop, you know, man, for me, like I said, I'm, I'm, I don't know what the heck is, is wrong with, uh, 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 cause I, cause law, I'm not only a coach, I, I, I'm a coach too. Mm-hmm. I'm coach too. Right. So I'm not just a minister, but I don't reveal all the things I do. So when you went through a whole bunch of things, a plethora of things, you just know that a variety of things help gives you diversity. Mm. That may not be the right word. I ain't, no, no, you I good. I go to college law. I went. I was a cook, so I went. I was a cook, so I heard stuff I didn't know. But but a cook, I'm very good at. Mm. Anyway, we as cowboy fans, man, we need to understand and learn that this is a million dollar business, and these people is crooks. Yep, they crooks. They Man, don't 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 shortchange them now. Don't shortchange them, uh, Minister. Hey, this hey, is a, this is a billion billion dollar business. He scared me. <laughs> yeah, he scared me today. He said from today about the, about going into the meeting. He said that they do. Hey 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 hey. 
long. I don't even remember all that he said, but when he said it was pretty, man, I don't even know the word for it, but it was, it was, it, a person had to see that video because he said something about stuff that they talk about that they try to take money out of people's pockets. Players. Mm-hmm. That's important because we need to understand that. Me, I'm a man of faith. Right. Everything I see is not everything I believe. Right. Because if I believe in you, like it's like I do, I don't have to see everything you do, brother. Right. I don't have to see everything you do for me to know that you're a man of who you say you are of your word. So I'm saying this to the Cowboy Nation. Stop crying about what you think you see because that is coming into his own. Right. Damone Clark is going to be the starting middle linebacker. I'm telling you that right now. Damone Clark. Before this season's over, he's going to be the starting middle linebacker. I don't know what they're going to do with my man that they got from Minnesota. But they're going to do something with him. But LBE, um, I'm, 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 I love what I've seen him do. Mm-hmm. The Packers probably made him better. Uh, OBJ, I believe we still need him. I believe we still need him not to win the Super Bowl, but just take the pressure from uh, what is CD yeah. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody that has never lived in the world, and I lost, I used that to I'll tell you this, I'm from the West Coast. Right. I'm not from Tulsa. I'm from the West Coast. I'm from Flagstaff, Arizona. Okay. So I've lived in Tulsa. I, 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 we moved to Tulsa when I was five. I, I moved here away when I was 18 with no money. Broke. So I watched Oklahoma played for a long time. CeeDee Lamb, I'm telling everybody in the nation, if you have never watched CeeDee Lamb's four years of college, you better just look at it. Because that man is a number one receiver. And if you treat him that way, he's very dangerous. And that's all I'm saying about that. The man is the number one. No doubt, no doubt. Anybody, and you can agree with me on this law, you got to treat a man like he's worth. Don't throw him in some scraps and he deserves a stake. So all I'm going to say about this year here is I'm going to say, Cowboys fans, don't always look at or see what you see on the outside because this team, our team, they're ready. No doubt. I, pre- I appreciate you, Minister Matt. Thank you so much. And he come into his own, and he going to be that guy down the line, man. I appreciate you. We're only going to lose one game. Okay. If we lose two, I'll be – if we lose more than two, I'll be shocked. Okay, five, five out of the if next six. If we lose two, I'll be shocked. But I don't think we're going to lose – we may lose one. I'm going to say maybe. Maybe. Six out of – okay. But I think this team – they're coming into their own before the season is up. If Philadelphia loses one, we're going to win the NFC East before they after us. Appreciate you, Minister. Thank you so much for calling in. Because if they do, they're done.
No, no doubt. Hey. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. And uh, check the mail. It's going to hey, be in there. You, man. Appreciate what? you, bro. Much love Thanks. to you. Yes, hey, indeed. Go Cowboys. Let's go. Let's go, Cowboys. <laughs> yes, Minister, man, Simmons, I appreciate him so much. Uh, he won the uh, Michael Parsons jersey. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we had some snafus of me trying to get that jersey out to him due to the fact that they were moving around. And shout out to First Lady. Uh, is proud to know that, uh, or I'm glad to know that she's uh, uh, recovered well and everything with her uh, uh, surgeries. And, uh, and that's good to know. And I appreciate everybody, man, from the north and south and the east and west that follow this channel. Uh, the, the whole notion with C.D. Lamb uh, not being the number one is number one. Just 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 allow time to 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 be its uh, determinations with that. Uh, we see that right now with the uh, backup quarterback and with Dak Prescott now under uh, under center. Now we see that he got more yards than than any other receiver that's in this division right now and we can only we can only know or only imagine how he would have looked if we had Dak the whole entire time all right so let's go with coach Marv then I got the 337 and then we got the famous Uncle Charles that's in the mix all right so from the 803 we got coach Marv what's good what's going on law man good to be back man get ready for another week man uh, man, law we we eight and three, man. Eight and three, not three and eight. You're right. <laughs> Listen, our offense, and since Dak Prescott's been back, I don't think we have ranked what probably number one offense in the last four weeks. Yeah, we know football. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I want fans to do. I want right. us to put all the stories and mentions of Amari Cooper out of our mouth. Okay. Because we are almost at the same point we were with with Marco. We just uh, we just realized that we got talent in a lot of other areas that we didn't utilize. Mm -hmm. And with Amari Cooper, if we were to utilize the talents that we had otherwise, we probably won a playoff game last year. So. We don't want to go back down that rabbit hole again, do we? Right, Cause right. Because Amari Cooper, that's what I'm saying. So we are at the point, and everything that you, everything that we're talking about that can go wrong is hypotheticals. Because we really haven't seen it with our quarterback, with Dak Prescott. We're gonna have some, you know, you know, we're gonna have some possessions where things gonna go wrong, maybe something. But still, yeah, they're still rolling to be consistent enough to score, like we have said, every quarter. You look at the quarters very – since that been back, I don't think we missed very few quarters without scoring touchdowns. So we're in a point where the continuity of this team is really going. Um, I just – you know, I, I think CeeDee Lamb is falling in the same, same category of scrutinization. Um, of Dak Prescott, it just seemed like we have to continue to prove and prove. And it, and he has, and I guess he understands it's not going to ever be enough. But you brought some inches of point. I want to end with this. You brought some inches of point about people we need to sign. Terrence Steele needs to be signed. Right. Hopefully we can get 
if we don't bring, or, you know, we got to work something out with Zeke, or hopefully we can bring back Tony Pollard because if I think we just bring any running back, you're definitely going to say we're going to forget about the run game if you don't bring somebody who's a proven guy. Um, all these things need to be done instead of chasing a guy that's 30 years old with two knee injuries. You're talking about now, Odell. If he, come yeah. in for, if he want to come in for the a cup of coffee and sign for the rest of the season, then we'll see. Like the Rams said last year, they didn't they didn't go multi-year. They said, hey, you want to come in and, and help us go this far? That's fine. Oh, coach, you know, coach, I didn't know you would change your stance on that. You know, I thought that you was going to hit me with, like, he don't even need to come in for a cup of joe. You know, I but didn't know. Gonna, but listen, he's not going to do that. Because this ain't – I'm going to be realistic, Lord. We all – we should know this. It's not about winning a championship right now with him. He got his uh-huh. ring. It's about his, his, his longevity and securing his future. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, wrong with that. That's what it's supposed to be about. So I don't want them to use our eagerness because I believe his help for this year is non-existent because it's December the 5th he's meeting. We're talking about the last December. He's not going to be no good for us this year, Lost. Uh, well. Unless he's Superman. Unless he's Superman. Now. Those those are things that that we don't know. That's the unknown, Coach. I I I, I think well, that. What, what, but you say you say we said the unknown law. <laughs> Thirty some years of football law. Thirty years <laughs> I, I have not seen that this guy been way above everybody else. That a guy go come off the street, be hurt, and did just walk out there like, uh oh. I mean, and go out there and at, 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 this, at this play. point, at this point, he may be better than Jalen Tolbert, right? He, he, I, I don't know what you're gonna get out of James Washington. You, you, you know, no, no. <laughs> let me shoot, this, let me shoot this now. You keep talking about better than Jalen Tolbert. I, I have no, I have no problem with you right. saying it better than Jalen Tolbert, right? But that's not that doesn't prove that that doesn't say because he's better than Jalen Tolbert that he's gonna be better and he's gonna be reductive against. The, the cornerback that's across from him on the other team, he might be better. But uh-huh. I would say this. Noah Brown practicing all year closes the gap for a guy that is coming off two knee injuries, and then he tried to get in the river. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this, Coach. Is Luke Gifford <laughs> is, is, is Luke Gifford better than than, than the ball club? Talking like a fan, law. You talking no, like no, a no, fan, no, 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 no. Is Luke is Luke Gifford better? Coach, coach, is Luke Gifford better than Demon Clark? No, no. See, Luke Gifford, he was here at training camp. He was there for pre- uh, preseason and all season. They literally picked Demon mm-hmm. Clark off the off off the bench. Who's been rehabbing? Inserted him, he was instantly better than than than, than Luke Gifford, right? So that's what people are I'm saying. Gonna, the, the I'm, whole I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it again. I'm saying again, law. You talking about players that have been in the same system at the same team? Demon Clark, he, he, he haven't been in the same the system. He he he's learning to put, he, been, he learning to put the defense he as been we speak. He been he been in these meeting rooms since day one. 
You talking about getting a guy off the street, off a plane, to come in here and get the play with this whole thing? Like coach, if I had a million dollars on the line and I had a dig route, just a dig route to run, and if I'm yelling a dig route and I had a choice between Odell Beckham now, then Jalen Tobert, I, I'm, I'm going to get that million dollars, man. I'm going to say, hey, look, I'm going to drop back and I'm going to throw it to Odell Beckham versus Jalen Tobert. Jalen Tobert might be lined up offside. You know, and Jen told me, Jen told me my runner post. You know, <laughs> but, but you know the reason why you gonna do that because of the name only law. But names been made by how, by plays. Uh, this ain't this ain't John Madden football. I I, I know. This I know. Ain't the, this ain't the, this ain't the this ain't the the legacy where we get all the legacy days and say, oh well, they gonna be better. Timing, putting in. Always coming. I hate to see the football guards mm-hmm. saying, we coming up and saying, oh, man, he didn't get it, man. He didn't make the play. Well, you know, this ain't been here long enough to work it to work it out. Because mm. you, you ain't putting nothing in. But, 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 but Coach, now that's, that's my same argument that I had with JP who called in, said, hey, when we get to the playoffs, just bench Anthony Brown. Thank you. That's what we're talking about. And listen, that's what I'm talking about. So, Anthony Brown, he give up plays. But listen, how many plays has he really given up? When we talking about there, I don't think he's been with maybe one or two, but, maybe two quarterbacks and two for over two hundred fifty yards. Right. Maybe one quarterback and two for over two hundred fifty yards. So that's and, my that's my whole won't. argument, Coach. That you if if you're going to make a move, hold on, anyway. hold on. If you're going to make a move on Odell Beckham, it's better to do it now versus wait until the end of like December or January. That's and that's you my can't only do argument. It now. Huh? You can't do it now, Law. There's a you reason why you can't do six, it. Six seven games now. He ain't healthy. I'm gonna let I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the doctors decide that. That's why. That, that's another reason why they're gonna fly him in if he don't get you know kicked off the Be airplane. They're gonna, they gonna fly. Be Say again. Be December fifth, long. December the fifth. Why December the fifth? Why next week? That's next week. We. <laughs> it's middle of the week right now, right? They getting prepared to go through, up against the Colts. They're going to try to get – they're going to squeeze him in, work him out, see if he's eligible to run certain routes. You know, how we got one of the better doctors in the land, Dr. Cooper, and all of those boys, right? Okay, let's say this. And Britt Brown. If you bring him in December 5th, they say they sign him. They go through the process, and they say they sign him December 7th. Okay. It's going to take him two weeks to get on the field. Right, right. At that minimum. Where that put you at? Uh, At Christmas? mm, Right at Christmas, right? Right at Christmas, right? They put you at the Eagles. They put you at the, two. You had two games from there. It goes. It goes back to what I said. It's better to be prepared for the opportunity and not have one than to have the opportunity and not be prepared. Right. Just because his name is a uh, uh, what name that makes you prepared. Preparation makes you prepare. You know. No, because you're not going on what he could. You're going on what he could do. What you have seen in the past based off his name. But you can't say you're going off what his ability is now because he's just getting on the field. Well, I, so I think I think his, I think just even his his name his name is heavier than Jalen Tober. It gives you a more opportunity better than Jalen Tober. You think right guys going to double two because he put his name out there? Sure, I think that the defense is going to be more more, more knowledgeable. Think, what, oh, I oh, I, I know for sure. Now I do know coaches got egos, coach. 
So if a coach say, "All right, man, that's that's that, that's all there, Beckham, single up, single him up. Let let let's see it's what he can name. do first. And he, 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 and they ain't gonna say that. They ain't gonna say that. And this every last because if he doesn't and he goes and say, I'm going to, he'll be called a fool in the coaching community. You got a guy that dipped you off the street, that came off the street off to you, and you're going to give him that much acclaim, and he ain't the best wide receiver in the NFL when he was healthy. Did, did, let me ask you this. These last two weeks, did Sue make a play out there on the defense? And he looked bad yesterday, too, on the defense. Did he? He looked bad yesterday, didn't he? Didn't he yeah, force the let's sack? Go check the tape. He looked bad yesterday. They ran right down his throat. They ran right down his throat. But didn't he? Did did he hit the quarterback and almost knocked him out of the game on a few plays? Yeah, he, yeah, he made was, it. Was that yeah, worth? What was that? Was those spoonful of plays worth it? Actually, Eagle fan, no. would they would they rather have whoever was on their practice squad elevated to play in that game? Or would they rather have Sue out there that can make a determined factor in their game? I seen two games, Sue and Lavelle Joseph make some important key plays on the defense, which allowed their team to win, especially against the Colts take. Look at the Colts game. They sacked the quarterback. They forced they forced pressure on the quarterback. Now I don't I don't know the Eagles depth charts or their roster, but I'm quite sure that they had somebody that was all in training camp. Right, the name of the game is try to win and get to the tournament. I'm quite sure that they had somebody that they loved in training camp was sitting on the bench because they elevated Lavelle Joseph and well, Sue. I, I, and I'm quite I, sure I'm last night, I'm law. quite sure last night they could have put law. those guys that was on the practice squad in I'm, their spot. I'm gonna say this, Law. You're right. You're right. They elevated their defense because they brought these guys in because they don't have any problem, and these guys came and helped to elevate the defense. But you're talking about a Cowboy team that's first in this league in scoring right now. Right. So uh, what you elevating? Are you complacent with that? Who was the number one offense uh, last year? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, who was the number one offense in the number one offense in the National Football League last year? I have no idea, Law. The Dallas Cowboys. In yards and total yards and total points. And when it was got and down, they, and when and, it got down to a few plays, they, we on, had on, Cedric Wilson out there. I'm going to shoot that down right now. And law, why did they struggle? Was it because of their receivers, or they didn't run the ball? Well, they didn't run the ball. They didn't so run the ball. Why do you want to get receivers now? So but but, but, but in the same, now? in the same breath, in the same breath, Cedric Wilson didn't make any plays. And I'm not putting all and of the onus on Cedric Wilson on, on, on those things. And what Mario Cooper do? And what Mario Cooper do? Your, your playmaker made a play. He was the first person to score a touchdown or the second person to score a touchdown, I and, believe. And he's and your playmaker. what else he do? He blocked. He was out there in, in pivotal games and, and drives. So what I'm trying to say Lamb. is what I'm, what I'm not going to do, Coach Marv, is try to say that we are a better team with Jalen Tolbert out there running, I'm, running I'm routes. Fin- I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this law. Well, the reason why we're having this conversation is because the Cowboys didn't take care of business during the offseason. We wouldn't be having this conversation if they went off and they made the proper adjustments after they got rid of a market. Why would they need a, why, why, why did why did they listen? Here it is again, I keep telling people to stop talking about Mari Cooper. We're saying they went out and made the adjustments that kept Mark Cooper. Their offense might be better. Coach, 
all offseason, they talked about we need to find someone to replace, the, uh, uh, to have okay. another wide receiver out there. Why would they be interested in Brandon Cooks? Why would they be interested in all of these wide receivers if they didn't have a need for wide receiver? Because people that's making these statements in this show and these people talking about that still pass happy that really don't believe in the run game. I believe y'all talk about it. But so 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 it. they they listen to <laughs> wait a minute. So so so, so Jerry Jones <laughs> need to come be a check and he listen to me. Hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all talk about it. <laughs> Do y'all believe it? That's the difference. Wait, wait a minute. You get back to that believe and, and wait a minute. Y'all talk about it. But when it come push come to shove, you can have the offense in the same spot it was last year. And even better at this particular point, because if that press guy would have played all these games, you would be talking about not these last four games as a team having the best offense. You might be talking about the last six games. Well, with that being last said, seven games. Well, well, there's a variable in there. You, you're not including that. Is C.D. Lamb better this year than what he was last season? You know, I think that he improved. I knew he was going to be better. You gave him, you gave him more opportunities to be to be better, and he's still better. You're talking about you at the same position now or close, and you and see this is where we can't keep talking out of both sides of mouth. Your quarterback missed five games, Law, and you almost at the same record. He missed five games, but the kind, but the kind and caliber of competition we played. Look, I'm not gonna put lipstick on the pig. We played the Detroit Bears. We played Detroit. We played the Bears. Those are not powerhouse teams. We lost to a close matchup against Green Bay. Green Bay is not a powerhouse team. When we played the Cincinnati, the quarterback wasn't Dak Prescott. Right, and we still beat them. And we still beat them. So what I'm saying is that I don't want to. I don't want the Cowboys to be complacent and feeling comfortable where they at, it should be, the I'm leaving no stone again, unturned. Law. I'm always trying to better the my best. The question is this, Law. Again, I say it again. We were in that spot last year, and we had the receivers. And if you look back, and this was the homework maybe, if you look back, the receivers when we was in our six-game winning streak wasn't dominating the league. And we was at the number one offense. When we started to get them to dominate the league, the offense went down from the number one offense. Yeah, but big game. But but when you contextualize everything, coach. Why are we worried about the time? And when you if you're a championship team and when you get into the playoffs, if you are a championship type of team, you're not worried about what people are gonna stop. That, you that, 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 your my, my my whole point exactly. Not, who on this team not, right now? Who on this team right now? Who on this team right now is better than Cooper Cup? And Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Last season. C D Lamb. Lamb. This year, C D yeah, Lamb is better than Cooper Cup. Yeah, you give him the same amount of targets. He probably still, he probably still get the amount of targets to see you have. He's too good, but he's 16, 17 targets a game. With a better offensive coordinator. So why why did the Rams with the number one defense and the number two offense in the National Football League last year still went out and grab Odell Beckham? That's coming off an ACL injury. 
because they had lost three games in a row and the offense was suffering. Let's look at it, dog. I, I got you. Guys. I got my ammunition for it. They had lost. They had lost two, three out of the last four games, and, and, and they needed stuff. And, and, and they offense. already had Woods, who was considered a number one, a top wide receiver in the National Football League. And it scares me. They also had Van, Woods, Van Woods Jefferson. Gone. Van Woods Jefferson was there last year. They look, traded Woods. The other, other receiver got hurt. No, no, no. Woods was there last year. Woods was the one that got hurt. Well, one of the receivers got hurt. And and he got hurt. He got hurt, but they was already prepared. They was they got Odell Beckham before he got hurt because they were prepared to wait it all. I don't think that yep, they win the Super Bowl had, without Odell Beckham knee. last year. And he had a, a sprained knee, and they had lost three games out that out that game. And when they beat the when they if you don't think they would win the Super Bowl, I think Odell Beckham may have caught two passes against Arizona. They ran the ball for two hundred another two hundred sixty yards with. Uh, when they do staff uh, do the ball, I think fifteen times in that game, uh, they 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 ran the ball thirty times in this in this bowl. Odell Beckham had a couple of passes and he had there, but again he had, he had the Rams didn't have. Yeah. Hold up, the Rams did. When we talk about the Rams, the Rams didn't have Ezekiel Elliott. The Rams didn't have a Tony Pollard. If the Rams had a Tony Pollard or Ezekiel Elliott, they wouldn't even want to got Odell Beckham. We, we, that's uh, that is subjective though. I I don't even know. They needed. They they looked at the wide receiver. They weren't looking at no running back. And even with their philosophy of how they ran the ball. I put it point blank. If they had, they are the same model of the the San Francisco 49ers. The reason 49ers, what you just said about the 49ers, ain't looking as much as a as a as a, as a, as a, as a for Odell Beckham, they may have been looking if they didn't get him a track Caffrey. McCaffrey had just as amount of, of, of pivotal injuries as Odell Beckham in the last five years. They well, they saying, they, not, they got they brought about, somebody in it, to help their team. Do they did they need it? Did, did they need it? Did they need they, a Christian McCaffrey? Brought, why why did they got Christian McCaffrey? Why did they got Christian McCaffrey? Because they brought somebody in that was going to be needed to their identity. We're bringing somebody that's needed that goes against our identity. <laughs> Coach, they brought they brought in Christian McCaffrey because they wanted to win. They had the same running back that, because that, see the, the whole argument they didn't what? really need him. They didn't really need him. But that, that's part of their what? They didn't really need him. But th- is that part of their what? They didn't. Did they the need identity? Him? Christian yeah, McCaffrey they have, they don't needed, nothing they, they speak don't here. nothing speak physicality about Christian McCaffrey. Come on, coach, you know better than that. Come on, man. Yeah, Christian just because he get hurt don't mean he can't. He's not a physical guy. He just get hurt. Oh, so he's physical. And he, yeah. Oh, 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 oh so, oh, so he, 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 he don't compromise and being he don't compromise by being blocking in the backfield. Somebody squeezing through the A or B gap. Come on, coach. Yeah, I, I say that too. You watch the film. You watch it. He he is not he's not a known blocker. But you, I know I know many, I know Christian McCaffrey is Christian McCaffrey. Is, Kip, hold on, Christian McCaffrey is a dynamic running back. I'm not finna shake. I'm not finna slight the guy. But what I'm saying is that team, teams go out there. Teams go out there and they pick up people that they know that can help their team win. They didn't need Christian McCaffrey though. They had no running backs long. 
They wanted the, to run the football. The, the they, same, they, they the same running back. It. Hold on, coach. The same running back that took them to the playoff is on the team now. That's not injured. There's on another team. Their main running back just came back from injury. That's your brother. They just got back. It was Debo that was kind of nicked up. That's why they went and got Christian Debo McCaffrey. Did, listen, Debo already told them he's not going to be running the ball like a running back. That was always the reason. But that was in the, in the don't think that was in the process of him signing a long term deal. He is not going to be running the football like that. That's not going to happen. That was already promised to him. From so you're going to have to cut his carries down, or he wouldn't have signed there. That's the main problem. It wasn't about money. He just didn't want to be used as a running back all the time. He didn't want that. He didn't want that contact all the time and getting twenty some carries and not the while he'd been running the football. That was already given to him. Just, That's just, why he said, just I was like thankful that like William, got Chris Just like William Anthony says, CMC upgrades their running game. Who they already had good running game. Odell Beckham so upgrades. They, hold on, Odell, Odell Beckham upgrades the Cowboys wide receiver game. That's the same. We 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 arguing or we having a debate, a discussion well, about the same you thing. Said, you said you said that they upgrade their running game where they already had. But what is their identity? And what's ours? You talking about philosophy? You talking you talking about the philosophy? Hold on, now. I'm gonna say that this. They upgraded what they do best. We upgrade with we we still want to say we pass the ball best. So if we went and got another running back with two running backs, I would say, okay, that's what they do best. But why are we upgrading what we don't do best with a guy that's gonna bring he is evidently gonna bring the most distractions to this team that you probably not had since you got anybody. You know how much distraction there's gonna be? Well, at some point, the players on the team know better. Put like this: the player on the team know more than us, right? They are the ones that's asking to have Odell Beckham for the Cowboys. The quarterback, the quarterback, can shut this all down and say, "I got my guys, Noah Brown. I trust my guy, Jalen Tober. I trust my guy, C.D. Lamb and Michael Gallup. I don't need nobody else." That could have been all shut down from the from the quarterback. Undoubtedly, the quarterback don't have those type of reservations for Odell Beckham like you have. Well, the quarterback, you didn't. You don't uh, stop telling people you believe in the running game. Why? Because you did, why? Why are we moving? Why are we moving on from the conversation? You would want nothing going to distract the running game from being a Don't don't game. nothing don't nothing. Odell have not played here. And the philosophies and the tendencies to go away from the run can't be on Odell. That's the coaching staff. That's the coaching staff running away from the run. Not Odell. You got it. So it's just like we said, and they had me fun with this about crack. If you got an alcoholic, you bring your brain, look and put it in front of his face, and you say, nah, it ain't on me. It's on you. That's that's something that I believe that when people say that about the coaching staff, that if he is a crackhead, right, why why provide him with the crack? Then all of that should have been avoided from the head coaching. The head coach should have been saying, hey, 
I like our guys. We don't need to have no one else to be brought in. It's already given that this dude, Odell Beckham, supposedly be better than Jalen Tobert. And what they're going to do is they're going to bring him in for a cup of coffee, like you said 30 minutes ago, to see whether or not he can run a few routes and see if he can be sufficient. But if well, not, I mean, then it'll be a fool. It'll be a fool point. It'll be a fool point to say, "Hey, he, he's better than Jalen Tolbert. He's better than Jalen Tolbert, and in the division, he's better than Jalen." He's better than Jalen Tolbert by, by by name. His resume is better than any wide receiver well, you know, he that's here got, right now. Yeah, he's probably better than Jordan. But dang, he's just better than Jalen Tolbert altogether. He got experience. He's just been around. He's better than Noah Brown because he's my got more uh, character, but more. Probably, I don't know, I can't say athletic bill because I don't know how his knee is. And then being with two knee injuries in the same knee, that, that may be compromised a little bit. Um, but he's better than the weather. He's better than any of your third wide receivers. True. But he's not the better than the collection of the guys that's gotten you to eight and three if they're utilized. If they utilize the operative word, if. We don't know. That's so the if, area of the can, unknown. If you can utilize the best tight end group, which we had a show about that, the best young tight, one of the best young tight end groups with a lot of different skill sets. When you have two of probably two of the better passing skill uh, uh, running backs that can catch the football, and you have a very quality number one receiver with a top 10 quarterback, or maybe top five to me, the top 10 is crazy to me. If you use the rest, he's probably top five to me top five quarterback, the, the idea of Odell Beckham is going to make this team better where you cannot utilize that stuff that you have as well as you had a, a great player like CeeDee Lamb and a great wide receiver like Mari Cooper last year with the same amount of stuff around him. And it seemed like it did not work because we say they weren't targeting them when the I wouldn't want to put a long-term investment. And, again, I guess I have to say it that way instead of just a short-term investment. I, I can't go to one point by that. If you're going to come in for $5 million, you can't pass up a deal with that for the last couple of years to see how it's going to work for the last couple of games. You can see if it doesn't work, fine. But if you're talking about a multi-year deal and you have the ability to give him something and you may lose one of these other players, that has been in this group that you know is going to be budding for a 30-year-old guy with two knee injuries on the same knee. Yeah, but going yeah, that, that's that's the whole that's situation. That's that's the risk that everyone has to play play up against, Coach. That's the risk that everyone – Jeff, Jeff, because you have a bad spending habit, that means you can't get the raise next year? That That's what you're absolutely arguing. If you deserve a raise next year, and I say I'm gonna move you from 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 ninety thousand dollars a year to one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars a year, but I'm not gonna give you the extra one hundred and fifteen thousand, or I'm not gonna give you the extra money because you have a bad spending habit. That not, that's not how it works, Coach. Look, last well, season think, was third. Kellen Moore third year ever. Last season was Last season was Kellen Moore third year ever calling plays. And we were expecting right. him to all of a sudden manifest offensive offensive experience to pull up to fall out of the sky. 
Coach Mike McCarthy had the experience. We the reason we the, he was the reason why we hired a coach with Super Bowl experience. And he refused to step into the gap, and we had all of the weapons that you said that we supposed to have, and we laid the egg. The offense and the well, team collectively was nervous. They said that they were scared. Why not bring in somebody who have playoff experience, who been to the big dance, who got a Super Bowl ring, who can get into this locker room and say, "Hey guys, chill out. We've been here before. I've been here before." For. Here's my ring that I had last year. We was in this moment just like we were last year, right? He caught a pivotal catch against the Bucks. Excuse me. He caught a pivotal catch against the 49ers. He caught a pivotal catch against the Cincinnati. Jalen Tolbert, Noah Brown, none of those guys can have those type of experiences. Nor James Washington. I want I want to go to the pivotal catch. Um Hopper caught a pivotal catch and forget the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, he kept the people test. It's not got two of them in that game. Matter of fact, that the guy the Cowboys to their first Super Bowl in twenty in fifteen years. So, yeah, he caught a people to catch. But this one, I'm saying again, Law, we don't want if we consider we talk so much about the Rams and how much they spend money and how much they make decisions. But when he was on the street last year, the Rams they offered him a multi deal. So, 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 are you talking about the money, or are you talking? And about he the was healthy. No, he had, he, he, had, he had to come back and prove it. Remember, it was a prove it deal. That's why he came back. That's why he paid him only two so two million dollars. Yeah. So, if he was healthy, I can understand him saying. I can understand him saying, "Well, hey, I did my prove it deal." Well, and you're missing your prove it deal. You got hurt. So it should be no question about it. this. Should be a prove it deal again. I, I don't think that we was talking about that. That's moving the goalposts, Coach. Uh, I just think that we were talking about we, we went from money to talent. Now, now that's a whole other situation. I hear, hear y'all saying at all costs. I don't think that that's the situation. I don't think that he can decree that, though, Coach. I don't think that his uh, his people than, can decree if that. No, if it's more than if it's a if it's a multi team deal, and you talking about signing him for a multi team deal, if you. Law, you know where you're going at this. If this doesn't turn out, you know that that the identity that made Dak Prescott good. You know you that if you sign him to a multi-team deal, and you don't, you got your your running back, your running back group is in flux right now. For one, being a free agent, and one, you talking about you don't want to, you you can get out the claws with him. You know what where you're going at from now on with this type of offense. Coach, I think we're gonna be at a mute point right here. Look, at the end of the day, this is not my. This is not my. This is this, 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 this not. You you can cut Jay. You can create money. You can always extend contracts. We know that, Coach. I mean, you can cut Jay Lou right now and say, "If I be, huh?" You think they're gonna create money for the running game? Come on, Coach. I mean, we we at a mute. You at a mute point right now. You know. You think they're gonna create money for the running game? They, they look. I don't know what the Cowboys. Nobody, not even God knows what the Jerry Jones is going to do. So we don't know what the Cowboys are going to do, especially with money or without money. We've seen for many of years that they say, "Hey, we saving money for this guy, saving money for that guy," and they end up doing this and getting that. You know, so we don't even know. So I'm not even going to be in the mindset to say that the Cowboys are going to do this, even if they had the money. We don't know. We they set on 22 to 23 million dollars last season. They cut. They cut. Uh, uh my guy. Uh, 
they cut my they cut my guy they cut my guy uh Lyle Collins and got nothing back in return. We don't know what the Cowboys gonna do. That's just what it is. I gotta figure out. I, I see. I didn't know. I didn't know when I started looking at it last year when they when they cut when they were sitting on the money. I didn't realize. I didn't even think about it until it was brought up to me to my point of view about um, Trayvon Diggs being the second round pick, and he had one year left on his contract out this year. When I said, "Oh, you better save that money because you want to pay him. He's not playing next year. He can get extension." Yeah, that's, but that's the new. That's but, the new boy. This brother ain't gonna let him do that. Well, if you don't give him his money after this year, he not he not even gonna walk on the field. So, well, you have to sign him now. Well, 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 that's something that that we had to cross the bridge when it comes, Coach. I appreciate you for calling. And right in. now, he and he getting he getting big money right now because he's doing a great job, law. But I'll just tell you right quick, man. And you know, and I want the fans out there believe. See, this is what we call healthy debate, man. Because I respect a uh, law's opinion, man. And we're not gonna always agree with everything. But one thing I do know, we all want a Super Bowl. And I'm just on the side of saying, I trust my team to get to this point, eight and three. And I'm not gonna be scared about what could happen. I know that they just got to play football. That's all they got to do, play football. Make your name now. This is how you make your name. You get the opportunity to make your name, make your name, and it's going to be done by the guys in that locker room, and it's going to be done 90% by the guys that have been in that locker room since day one. No doubt. Appreciate you, Coach. All along. That's Coach Marv, y'all. Let me tell y'all something. In life, you get in what you get out. And anything, even if you read anything, faith without works is dead. Right? We can say we want to hold on to our talent and dig a hole and put it in the ground and hope that next year when it comes back around that we're going to get multiples uh, of returns. Right. But at the end of the day, the teams are going out there and making things happen. Write this down. You don't have to like me at all. Cowboy Nation. There's three type of people on this earth. A person to go out there and make things happen. A person that say, man, did you see that happen? And a person that goes out here and say, what just happened? And in order for you to be a mover and shaker in life, you got to be a person to go out there and make things happen. That's just the bottom line of it. You can't be sitting back on your hands and sitting there saying, man, I wish this would have happened. I wish I would have invested my money into the exchanges when I was 15 so that now I got a quarter of a million that I put a little money in now that I'm going to go kick it over to this and that. You got to, at some point, Cowboy Nation, got to get out there and make things happen. We can lean on hopes and prayer. I can sit here and say, hey, I have ultimate faith right now that the good Lord is going to bless me with $2 million if I sit still and not move. But if I ain't putting in the work, baby, I'll just be sitting here and the good Lord be looking in there saying, I told you to get to work. And we got a third of the people that watch my channel that call me and hit me up. Law, 
How can I start my YouTube channel? Lord, how can I start my content creation channel? Lord, how can I be like you? And I give them the resource. I give them information. And they would sit there and say, hey, man, let me wait till I get this camera. Well, let me wait till I get this mic. Let me wait till I get this light. No, you start now. I started with a cell phone. Went, go out there and make things happen. But there's a lot of people in life that will sit still and say, why is nothing happened to me? Why am I still in the same situation? Why nothing good happened to me? Maybe if you get up and make something happen. Maybe if you stop focusing in on what somebody else is doing, open up your cell phone, get to talking, post your, the biggest thing to hit is post hit send, right? Put your opinions out there, whether you're wrong, right, or indifferent, and see what can happen. But don't just be that person, hey, man, what just happened? Man, this dude, five years from late, oh, man, I was, waiting on my, I was waiting on this camera to come in. I was waiting on the right sound equipment. Go out and make something happen. That's all I'm saying. Now, with this Odell situation, we would never know. It's the land of the unknown. We may have a better situation out of James Washington. Right? We may have a better situation out of Jalen Tobert three years from now. Noah Brown. Could be that guy too. But we definitely can't just sit on our hands and say, all right, bring the dude. All I'm saying is bring him in. Let's go over everything, see if that knee can work out. Because the argument is still going to be the argument. The dude coming off of an ACL injury. Before that, the dude coming off of a broken foot and an ACL injury. Now he's coming off of a broken ankle, right? And two ACL injuries. We had doctors to say it was the same injury on the same leg. That it was horrid the way they did to perform the surgery on it. So they had to do reconstruction and reconstruct that surgery area. But let's see what you got. I'm not saying you can the guy before you give the man the opportunity. But it's better to bring him in to see what he got. Right? So this is what that's, that's all what I'm saying. And Mr. Exxon says uh, Tober ain't it, law. Laugh a lot. We don't know. It, it's the area. It could be James Washington. It could Simply be. Simply because you don't have evidence that something does exist does not mean that you have evidence that something doesn't exist. Also, well, what I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns. Things we don't know that we don't know. And the only way you will know if you bring a man. For a cup of Joe. That's all I'm saying. All right, I got the 337, and then I got Uncle Charles. 337, you live. What's up, Law? What's good with you? Talk to me, man. How you doing, man? I really love your show, man. I've been watching it for a while. I love everything you do, bro. You, 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 I love the support you give to the Cowboy Nation and everything, bro. Mm -hmm. But I have this one problem. Talk to me, man. Okay. Us as a cowboy nation, we need to either shit or get off the pot. Right. We either gonna we either gonna get Odell or even way yet. Right. Now I love Odell because I'm a big LSU fan, I'm a big cowboy fan. No doubt. So I love Odell. But my thing is that we need to just shit or get off the pot. Right. Now my thing is we all have no we don't need him, we don't need him, we don't need him. 
do you think Jerry Jones is, when he came up some with the blockchain deal, did you think he said, well, oh, I don't need these buildings you're offering, or these buildings I can go get, I'm not going to make it because I'm already a billionaire. Right. The rich, the rich gets richer. Right. True. So we got to continue to better our team no matter what it is. So my, my thing, if it would have been up to me, I would have got a suit too. We just got to continue to build our team. We want to win a Super Bowl. And if you can help me in any kind of way winning a Super Bowl, that's yeah. what we need to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're looking for somebody to help, not hurt, right? So yeah. you do, you do your, you bring them in, and you say, "Can you help the team?" Right? But I get it when you argue the tendencies. When you say, "Okay, well, Kelly Moore had the tendencies, right?" Kelly Moore had a tendency to be past happy. Well, excuse me, my wife have a tendency to spend. That don't mean that I stop making money. Doesn't mean that I put a cap on my earning potential. Doesn't mean that I say, okay, since my wife loves spending, I'm only going to make $50,000 a year. Chuck's supposed to 180. You know what I'm saying? So that's the argument You're that right. the people are saying with the tendencies with Kelly Moore that, yeah, I get it. It's fun calling a grown man a crackhead, right? But you arguing the tendencies and not the corrections. If I'm the head of the house, if, I'm the br- if I'm the person that's bringing in the brunt of the money, then I should be able to say, hey, here's your allowances. Here, not, not, I'm not going to say allowances to a wife, but you get what I'm saying, right? Here's, here's the cap of what I want you to do. You should never cut your nose off to spite your face. That's what I'm saying. And we're not asking him to come in here we're not asking him to save our team. We just ask him to be a help our team. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We, we got we got the pieces. We just we just needed to add a little bit more. For instance, if one of our receivers get hurt, then what they're gonna say, Oh, we should have went get over there. Yeah. We should have went get over there. We got the chance to do it now. Let's do it. And let's not look at oh, oh we good now, we good now. Nah, to me you're never good. You're never good until you're completely done. And when we're completely done is when we're raising that Lombardi trophy. Yep, yep. The name of the game is try to get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get get both sides of the argument that you don't want to give a person, let's say, I'm going to just use money, uh, uh, have spending habits, more money, right? But what you want to do is you want to be able to prepare yourself and let people know that, hey, I'm going to take care with what I got, but even if what I got and I get more, it's going to further improve that I'm going to have more weapons. So it, it goes back to the whole argument. If I'm getting into, a, if I'm going into war, you got the pocket knife right there, or the machete, and you got the machine gun over there, or the handgun. Give me the gun. I'm not finna go into war with the pocket knife. I'm not finna do that. No. Like, 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 like Coach Prom, like Coach Prom said, I'll kill an ant with a sledgehammer. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people wouldn't get that analogy, but I appreciate you, man. I thank you, man. What's your name, fam? Um, I, it's it's Edward, but my real my name is Edward Montgomery. Edward, appreciate you, Edward, man. Appreciate you for calling. Yeah, I know in. a little bit about Coach, and I did that for about twenty years, so I know a little. Not too much, but I know a little. <laughs> No doubt, man. I appreciate you, Edward. Man, you have a good one, Chief. You too, sir. Good call from him. Good call from Coach Marv, too. But I don't want you guys to overanalyze it. I'm not saying – and see, this is what Cowboy fans tend to do. 
we will make a hire or we will, we will sign somebody. And then the four-ladder and the three-ladder network will say, oh, the Cowboys must go to the Super Bowl now, right? The Cowboys shoe in for the Super Bowl. Cowboys are Super Bowl favorites. We've been Super Bowl favorites for 27 years, ladies and gentlemen. We come off of a 5-11 and 11 season, 5-11 and 11 season. We still consider Super Bowl favorites. We, Cowboys being 5-11 and 11 with Dave Campo will still consider a powerhouse team. Look up the ratings. Right? But what we would do is we would say this, that, this, that, this, that, and we'll be continued around in the same circles. Just try to get, just try to bring in someone to help. That's all I'm saying. From the 205, Uncle Charles, you're the last caller of the hour, man. Talk to me. I hope everybody, including you, Lord, had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes. And I pray for everybody in this chat to have a blessed Thanksgiving and have a more uh, abundant Thanksgiving. And we still ain't out of the old year. And you know, like I know, that each every time we get to the end of the year, people don't make it into the new year. So be careful. Yeah, always stay, yeah. always stay prayed up. Always stay, keep the arm of God on you. This is how you make it. And uh, mm-hmm. Lord, I like to thank you for being the man you are. You are a blessing to the Cowboy Nation. You are a blessing yeah. to the world. And as long as you keep doing what you're doing, somebody will hear you, and somebody won't smoke that crack. Somebody won't take that gun and shoot themselves, and somebody won't jump off a damn building. Right. So keep doing what you do. I appreciate brother. it. Appreciate that. Thank you. Let me say, let me say this. Everybody talking about Odell Beckham. I don't want to talk about it no more. You want to know why? Have we signed him yet, Law? Nope. Have we signed him? Nope. <laughs> nope. Well, then we don't need to talk about it, then. Right. Let me explain. Let me explain to you. Our problem is not Odell Beckham. Our problem is time of possession. Stop throwing the ball on goddamn third and one. Right. And play deep. That's our problem. Mm-hmm. Now, Odell will not hurt, but I'm not willing to pay him all this kind of money, and he don't came fresh off two ACLs. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. I don't know about an ACL, but I know about the damn AC, and I just punched it on. I'm telling him, I punched it on, so I don't know nothing about no damn ACL, but I yeah. know about the AC. Yeah. Let me explain something to you. So what Uncle Charles talking about? Well, let me explain to you. Let me retort. I want you to get in your car and go up to the car wash and go through the car wash. Uh-huh. And when you come out outside your car, what's with the car, not you? Right. Now I want you to go through the car wash without the car. And you come out the other side. What's with you, yeah. not the damn car? The yeah. rest is history. Let me explain something to you, man. People need to understand is that we need to focus on what we need to do. We got a crack addict on our team named Kellen Moore. He never been to a group talk or a group think. And he's never thinking about going to one. We need to come out here while we still got a chance. Because I'm telling you, down the road, we're going to play the 49ers again. And he's going to go out there and throw us out the game like he did last time. Let me explain something to you. Don't let your past become your future. And don't let your future become your past. Now, you got a family law. Mm-hmm. Move out. They left the house. And the boys grew up, up with to grown men. They want to go back to the old house and see what it was raised in. And they noticed the house was in a disarray. It had no front door and no back door. And the brothers started 
say, hey, man, let's go around the back. But they know something. It was, it was a basement door. And the brother said, let's go in. He said, no, man, ain't nobody been in there in 30 years. And his brother said, oh, I'll go in. Ain't no problem. Okay. And the brother went in. And the brother heard his brother screaming inside. Because he was attacked by a rat with muscles from trussles. Now, the brother didn't know whether to go in there and save his brother or run. But when the door opened, his brother came out of tore from the floor up. Which tells you one thing. Don't let your past become your future. Don't let your future become your past. They didn't have a front door. They didn't have a back door. But then inside to go in there, they went in the one that was closed. And this is the results you get. The cowboys need to not do these things. Stop making this fan base crazy and put them in a frenzy when you're not going to do something. When you do something, you do it, and you don't talk about it. Let me explain something to you. A man with teeth might not know how to fight, but a man that ain't got no teeth know how to whoop your ass. It's what it is. It ain't what it's supposed to be. Let me explain something to you in closing. Let me say this in closing. Back in the day, we had one bar of soap. It was called Argo soap. We didn't know nothing about no dove and no ivory. We had no coconut uh, blossom and all that. That ivory was bigger than a brick on somebody's house. And everybody used that soap. It was all-purpose soap. We bathed with it. We cooked with it. We mopped the floor with it. We played football with it. But one thing you better did, you better wash it off before your ass took a bath because somebody had just got through using it. This is the way it goes and it what it's supposed to be. And we live in a shotgun house. And if you don't know what a shotgun house is, it's when you can see from the front to the back. That's what a shotgun house is. So let me say this in an ultimate closing. We don't need Odell Beckham, but Odell Beckham wouldn't hurt. Our problem is, is that we need to use the same formula what we're using, which is run the ball, play good defense, and play time of positions. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then it's too damn bad. So I say this last speech to you, Lord. Uh-huh. I say this. I love everybody in this chat. Right. My brothers. I love you. And y'all don't show me much love. But then y'all, there are the haters. Now, Lord, that's mm-hmm. a troublesome question. For you haters, I love you too. And it will be my love that set me free. And it will be your hate that keep you in bondage. And your hate will have you lying in its tomb. And it will be my love that will seal your doom. Don't make me love you to death. Don't make me do that. And I love you, Lord. Much love to you, Uncle Charles. Appreciate you, man. Now, that, that's what we needed to hear, right? <laughs> Appreciate Uncle Charles, man. Uh, marathon type of show. I appreciate everybody that called in. Uh, and, and I get what people are saying with the word need, you know, um, the Cowboys franchise and organization don't need another Super Bowl, believe it or not. We want one. And when you want something bad enough, you'll go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it. I learned that soliloquy, that poem for a reason, right? Because it's the desires to be great. Tom Brady didn't need Antonio Brown to seal his legacy. He wanted him, right? He didn't need a Rob Gronkowski or whatever that guy's name, Gronkowski, whatever his name is, whatever his name is. He didn't need him, right? 
He wanted him to come join him, right? So I, I want Cowboy fans to, to understand the difference between need and want. Now, we want to win a Super Bowl. And if you're, if you're looking for, if you're still talking about X, Y, N, Z, then there's a voided spot on this team. Because if things are going the way that they are, then you would not say, hey, bring this guy aboard. Bring that guy aboard. What about this guy? So those are things that you look at when you talk about leverage, when you talk about need versus desire, right? So the Cowboys' legacy will always still be the Cowboys. 42 million people watched the Cowboys versus the Giants game. The Cowboys came out victorious in that game. Believe it or not, right? The Cowboys won eight games this season so far without any help, with an additional wide receiver, right? The Cowboys, when you look at it, and I get it, a lot of people are talking about Kellen Moore being the crackhead, which I, I think that that's too much. That's too much of a, of a reach to call a person who was in his third year ever coaching plays. And I'm not an advocate for Kellen Moore, but these are the facts. You guys are so willing to meet, to, to meet, to prove a point right that you will go to the, to the extent of calling someone a crackhead, which is blasphemous, right? To sully and denigrate and degrade a person's character to prove a point what crackheads do, right? Now, he is pass happy. This is his fourth year ever call in place. When you look at it from a perspective base, that it should be the scrutiny should be on the Jones family who comes becomes unscathed of their hiring practices of learning on the fly with our expectations for someone last year in his third year ever calling plays who really never had playoff experiences to call a perfect game to make the necessary and the right and proper adjustments. That is completely disrespectful, ladies and gentlemen. Right? It's distasteful. I get it. We want to kick, kick, kick and call a man for what his tendencies are. But actuality, it should be bestowed upon the head coach or better yet, the, the owner for you guys and everyone else to believe that a third year ever Offensive coordinator last season was going to beat a red-hot 49ers team who, keep in mind, who was missing some of his weapons for everything to stay afloat. Michael Gallup wasn't in that game last year. We had a guy by the name of Cedric Wilson. Can't even find a field that plays for Miami right now. Can't find a field. Those were our options. And now we are to believe that with less will equal more in pivotal moments and pivotal situations. Come on, Cowboy Nation. We need to be speaking from a higher consciousness over here with high vibrations and understand that, hey, football is the ultimate chess match. Pawns are pawns, but still, knowledge is knowledge. Knowledge is knowledge. And that's just the end of the day. If I'm going to bring in someone who knows, who's been here before, who got the levels of experiences to help out, 
nothing, nothing should have been leaked of our players were nervous, right? When we go into the triple, triple battles of this game that we call football. If anything, these guys should have been boldly walking out. I got a lot of people that's faith-based in here. Enter the throne boldly with grace and mercy, right? You shouldn't be timid. You shouldn't be scared. If you were 12-5 and five last season, walk in that game boldly, right? There's not an Eagle fan that's watching right now that's timid about their team being 10-1. and one. But I can tell you, a third of the Cowboy Nation, they get to running the moment someone mentioned this and that about their team. They get to be worried. They get to be, they hear that, and they fold like a, a cheap wallet or a lawn chair. Don't nobody speak highly of our team, even within the same confines of our team. Nobody. Only a few. Where are we? We're eight and three. And we are so complacent that we don't need, we don't need, we don't want, we don't want. And all the other teams that we've seen that won the Super Bowl in the last 10 years made moves. And that's, 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 that's not even debatable because I'm undefeated with this. In the last 10 years made moves in the free agency. If you think I'm lying, do your homework or made off-season acquisitions because they were not like the parable with the talents. I'm going to take my said talent and I'm going to dig in it hole and I'm going to put it in the hole. I'm going to wait for next year, right? I got to save money to pay Trayvon Diggs. I got to save money to pay Micah Parsons. Tomorrow's not promised to you guys. And some of those that's right now that's listening, they're they going to turn on Parsons the moment he have a few hiccups. The moment they try to go back and forth to say whether or not you pay him as a defensive edge guy versus a linebacker. Right now, there's nobody banging on the table. Pay Pollard, he's underpaid. Pay Pollard, he's underpaid. Ain't nobody talking about Pollard right now getting paid a million dollars or two million dollars, whatever his salary may be. But there's a lot of people that's right now saying that Ezekiel Elliott is overpaid. Let that sink in. That's crazy. Everybody, oh, Ezekiel Elliott, he's overpaid. There was nobody saying, hey, in the first few years, Dak Prescott getting paid $880,000. We signed a guy from the practice squad by the name of Rico Gathers. He was making more money than the quarterback. But now when you pay the man, oh, it's about the money, right? That's just what it is. It's crazy. Cousin is overpaid. The only one to bring up. Yeah. Everybody want to count the money. 
Everybody want to count this. We had one extreme. Make it to the playoff. You bench Anthony Brown. Right. But you don't bench him now? That don't make sense. We make it to war. And I say, hey, I need for somebody to get my back. And you pull out a pocket knife. A Swiss Army knife. Right? A little knife. A small machete. I said, man, I thought you grabbed the gun. Man, we didn't need the gun. You know what I'm saying? I got the knife, Law. Cowboy Nation, we got to do better, man. I thought a player evaluation is 365. I thought that from a real analysis that my job is to replace you, right, with better talent. Not about the money. It's about the talent. My job is to not make it comfortable for you. How hard does it take for somebody to understand that? Salary cap is a myth. Keep in mind, all of the moves that the Eagles made juxtaposed to the Cowboys, they still got more money as, as it relates to salary cap. 11.9 million. We paid our own guys, yeah, 6.9. If you want to talk about the money, it's funny. But it's also, if you want to get rid of a player, it's about willing and dealing. If you knew you was going to get rid of Lyell Collins, if you knew you wasn't going to re-sign Randy, work out deals to secure your future. Don't dig up a hole and say, I'm going to put it in there, right? And not give these things to the exchangers. It had nothing to do with the talent. It's about how you're going to work the talent. Some people right now making $90,000 a year broker than somebody that's making $25,000 because they don't know how to manage it. There's some people that's making $90,000 or $100,000 a year that's making it because they know how to manage it. And the person that's making 25, the reason why they're making 25 is because they don't believe that they can make 100,000. They got the talent. It's the circle. If you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time, your peace and your sleep for it, if all of your desires of it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired of it and it makes you hold all other things, tawdy and cheap, if life itself seems empty, and useless without it and all write this down that you scheme and dream about it if you'll gladly go out there and sweat for it fret for it plan for it and lose all terror of your mind for it if you'll go out there and get it boldly with all of your capacity, strength and scargacity, 
with faith, hope, and confidence and stern pertinacity. If neither cold, poverty, or famish, or fame, or sickness, or your body or brain can turn you away from the things you want, if dogged and grim and besieged and beset it with the help of Almighty, you will get it, Cowboy Nation. You don't have to like me, but if you write that down and put it in your heart, elevations will happen. High vibrations will happen for you. The doors will open up for you. The things the universe will bend to your will. I've seen it happen. Manifestation is real. I remember one meal a day. I remember sleeping out of my car. But the manifestations... I spoke it and I went out there when I'm telling you guys there's three type of people in on this dimension a person to go out there and make things happen a person that watch things happen and a person that say what just happened don't be like that guy to say what just happened another year don't be like that guy that's watching things happen Lo and behold, be that person that go out there and make things happen. Those are the truths. That's been my time. I really thank you all for yours. And remember, you're listening to nothing but the best. Let's go. We up out. I ain't sleeping out of my car now. <laughs> I bet you that. Faith without works is dead. Let's go. Nowadays, nothing really is ice for only one of me and nobody's like me. Phone ringing and I tell him it's ice. I got Buffy on, bling and she ice. Freeze. Photo. Photo. Please. No photos. No, no. Jeez. No, no. Manifestation, baby. Rev Rebel, appreciate you. Jay Williams. David Woods, Scott Simpkins, appreciate you. Shout out to you, Keith Floyd, Keith Element, DC for life. Let's go. Verde Hinton, let's get it. Come on. God is real, baby. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all. Pay more than taxes than I make in all the year. That's crazy. Come on. Yeah. Law. I put game on layaway. Nation. I got paid to play today. I get paid to stay away. I get paid on rainy days. I might make it rain today. I got paid off pain today. Boom. Thought it take the pain away. In my own lane, finger roll. I would never sell my only Let's get soul. It. Heard your whole team was for sale. Heard this on the market for the low. Who the realest we might never know. know who All the this acting, you go play a role. Give you the world when they sign you up. Try you out and then they line you up. Ooh. Appreciate everybody's support. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. DC for life, not for short. Let's go. Come on. Come on. Until next time, Cowboy Nation, one love.
And I offended anyone charging to my head. My Not my heart. Let's go.